Forgotten Flicks, episode 68. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's Star Wars 1977. Because that's the only one that counts. It has come to my attention that in 2012, there will be a theatrical release of Star Wars in 3D. When I first heard this, I was overjoyed, as I've never seen the original trilogy before on the silver screen. Unfortunately, the initial thrill I felt wore off within seconds when I realized that this re-re-release of Star Wars will give you a chance to re-reinterpret the films. Then it struck me. This time around, you could make a simple change that would restore sanity to Star Wars fans everywhere, as well as the entire galaxy. Please, George! Greedo didn't shoot first! In case the 80s weren't good to you, in the original theatrical release of Star Wars, Han Solo blasts Greedo's brains out before Greedo even has a chance to take a shot. In the 1997 edition, Han Solo kills Greedo only after Greedo takes a shot and misses. And for those of you who have never seen Star Wars... Get out of here! We don't serve your kind! Now, George, deep in the depths of your heart, you know that having Greedo be a shoddy marksman makes no sense at all. I mean, the guy is a trained assassin, and he's only four feet away from his target. For Greedo to have missed, he would have had to have been blind, overcome by a spontaneous fit of epilepsy, or have been suffering from a personality disorder that makes him think he's an assassin. Can't you see how this ruins Han Solo's character? In 1977, Han Solo was a cocky, no-nonsense gunslinger with a shady past. In 1997, Han Solo becomes a guy who hangs out in bars and shoots green men with disabilities. So, Mr. Lucas, if you make this one simple change, I'll let you have your 3D job of the hut, your randomly inserted do-backs, and your extra scenes. Heck, I'll even forgive you for Jar Jar, and the prequels for that matter. Please, don't let the greatest character in Star Wars history be ruined. There's still good in you. Hello, one and all. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. And just so you know, that opening, while lengthy, was actually my id. It was a recording of my id. I am Joel, and I'm joined, as always, by that Mace Windy Bindu himself, Jason. You know... It took us 68 episodes to get here, but really, if we patched together all the shit that you said over the past 68 <laughs> episodes, we'd have like three full episodes. Th- of yeah, long commentary. episodes. <laughs> episodes that we would have to then cut out part of and send out as bonuses. So this is your catharsis. Oh, yes, this is this my official is bitch fest. The release. <laughs> yes. Get it out. Yes. And if you hear that wonderful, <laughs> bassy... Laugh in the background. That is our buddy, the one and only 
Mr. Daryl Taylor. I need like oh. a really generic, like clapping, obnoxious, yeah, like morning yeah. zoo kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ends in a welcome, fart. Welcome, oh. Daryl, Daryl, and thank you for uh, joining us on this uh, kook fest that it will turn out to be. <laughs> Well, I, I had to bring the torches to light the fire. <laughs> well, and, and the good news is, is, of course, this is Daryl's first time being on with us since we <laughs> have, oh, I don't know, allowed ourselves to occasionally have to require the explicit tag, let's say. Mm-hmm. Potty so, mouth? Yeah, yeah. A and, little potty mouth. Well, and apparently <laughs> Daryl, as you told us before the show, was uh, he about fell out when he first heard us say a naughty word and what's really funny about that to me is if you've ever listened to one of daryl's podcasts (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm pretty confident we would have to wait wait hello pot this is kettle just want just want to call you up and (laughs) and more to the point we start out bad oh that's true there is no there is no pretense you you guys didn't like string people on for 50 episodes well, we're, we're like the we're like a clean podcast, the one that you can listen to with the kids in the car. Which we've never really been that, but <laughs> yeah, we, we, just, we just match the tag to the content. That's all. Yeah, but you may say we possibly even turn to the dark side. Perhaps <laughs> is that a Lando Calrissian joke right there? Oh, <laughs> hey, I love Lando. I'm surprised. Oh. I'm getting ready for when he does the re 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 release of, of Empire. That something will happen with Lando. He, oh, he, okay. oh, you know what it is? He's too. He's too much of a con man. He's he's not a true friend, and George feels bad about that. So somewhere he's going to have to digitally make it to where Lando doesn't really betray Han. Oh, oh, I got it. What? It's when when. They all go into the dining room. Yeah, they're gonna show Han, they're gonna show uh, uh, Darth Vader shooting first at Han. Got it. And, and then Han shooting back at Darth. No, he deflects it. No, and he's gonna have Lando ha- pulls out a blaster. You're cl- close, you're close. Lando, they're gonna put a digital arm on Lando, and he's <laughs> gonna just start shooting right away. He's gonna say, "I can't do it," and they're gonna like digitize his lips. <laughs> I can't do it. And he's gonna, you know, bam, 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 and so that the kids, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. wait, and so the kids today like it. They're gonna make him turn the guns, the blaster sideways. Oh, and he'll just blast. Because, or Darth Vader is gonna insert metachlorians inside. <laughs> That's what it is, dude. Of of his mind and make him think. That's that what he's it is. Shooting. That's what it is. Darth Vader, and he's actually shooting at Han Solo. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> see that? Yeah, I see how you did that. I like that. Huh? So in case you didn't guess, uh, we were talking Star Wars. Now, before those uh, snarky folks out there, and by the way, we are offended by snark. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> w- w- want to make some comment about, oh, your show's called Forgotten Flicks, and you're talking about Star Wars? Hmm. Well, let's get something straight. We're talking about 1977's Star Wars. There is no new hope. Uh-uh. Okay? There is no hope here. Nothing. Nothing new. <laughs> this nope. is... This is we are talking Tie Fighters with the mat box exposed, baby. We're talking oh. no, no no Java. There's no Java in this movie other than a reference to him. Oh, and by the way, by the way, a correction. I have been corrected. Han did not shoot first. That's bullshit. Han didn't shoot first. You want to know why? Because Han's the only motherfucker who shot. <laughs> no one shot first. No one shot second. There was one. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. There was one bullet or one blast. And then there was Greedo hitting the hitting the table. That was it. I get to be the weed whacker for this episode. All right. 
Wait, it's should we do a spoiler alert in the trailer, or should we just uh, skip it all? No, no. Yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, so before we get into the trailer and the spoiler alert, I just want to Are we really going to do a spoiler alert for this for love yes, of God? Yes, dude. we got to do it. How many people have we talked to at work and have not seen this goddamn movie? And What? Yeah, dude. I'm, he's, yes. not, he's not joking. No. He's not joking. Grown adults. No. Grown <laughs> folks. Yes. We almost had a spaz because there was at least two people who were talking to each other. Guess what I saw for the first time this weekend? Yes. Trek Wars. Mm, Star Wars. <laughs> the actual Star Wars. And they couldn't tell us which one it actually was. Oh, no. Was. No, they told me, dude. They told me. You want to know which one it was? Just take a guess. What would make it hurt worse? Take a guess. Empire. Oh, no. No, no. no the, oh, wait, wait. No, no. It's got to be Sith. Oh, God, I wish. Nope. No, no. You got him, Phantom Menace. You got it. That was the one they saw? Yes. Really? Yes. Of course it was. Yes. The worst oh one. Yes. Yeah, the well, only it's a tie, though. I, I'm sorry. I think Attack of the Clones is the worst one, personally. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so my point being, <laughs> this is forgotten because guess what, crazy people? The original 1977 film Basically doesn't exist for most people. Is forgotten. I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay. <sighs> So let's go into the trailer first, and then we'll do spoiler alerts for those people who haven't seen this movie who shouldn't be watching this podcast. Crime against humanity. It really is. <laughs> Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle. Light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. I chose that spoiler alert for you so you'd feel right at home because that was very, um, very New York. Yeah, it was. 
<laughs> Only thing missing was get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> get out of my way, you stupid ass. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a story of a boy, a girl, a universe, and uh, subtextual incest. Where did that music come from? And why? It's like a horror movie. It starts off like a horror movie trailer. Yes. You know what's amazing is we've talked about this so many times where the trailer is so different from the film. I actually have never seen the original trailer for the original Star Wars until I prepped for this and watched it and thought, God, that's just hard to watch. <laughs> well, and I'm sure at the time, because you have to consider that right, right. in 77 or even, you know, I, I don't know when they originally would have launched that trailer if it had been late 76 or early 77. But at that time, you still had that kind of like almost classic way of putting together trailers where you would show like the key actors and you would, you know, put their names yeah. on the. So, I mean, it, the pace of it and everything I get is different than. But, yeah, it's 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 odd. It, it, <laughs> that's why I wanted to play it. I didn't want to play the <laughs> the 97 one. I love that music. I have to. I have to find that music. Yeah, ding, ding. I don't oh. even, is that even from the? Is that even in the movie? I don't think I so. Don't think so. Uh-uh. No. no, never I, heard that. Mm-mm. No, I have many soundtracks from that saga, and that that's not on any of them. So, yep. And uh, not to completely uh, throw you under the bus, Daryl, but since I kind of forgot to mention it in my email to you, I hope you have a movie pick. <laughs> uh, oh, he's ready. Uh, oh, he's ready. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I'm... you you have about an hour to come up with one. So <laughs> you may or may not have screwed the pooch. I prepped him for it. So. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna go into the shortest synopses ever. You ready? Because it's really unnecessary. But go ahead. <laughs> Han shot. Period. No, Metaclorians. <laughs> oh God. All you need. That's all you. So need. for those of you young folks out there, and by young folks I mean people who are under the age of thirty. Uh, and I'm not seeing this film. Uh, first of all, go home, uh, go in your house, smack your parents in the head because the fact that they have not let you watch this movie or have you not seen it, that's their fault. Yeah, um, you know those, uh, really... those those uh, 2020 episodes that you see about the the kids that get into some kind of cra- they listen to the crazy rock and roll music or something and yeah. and they and they start dating like a 40 year old uh, clerk at the Circle K and, <laughs> and 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 then they go and kill their parents. I'm not saying that's right. But if those parents didn't let the kids see Star Wars, nah, I, I'm, just, I'm saying, just saying I shouldn't be on that jury. Yeah. <laughs> Very so, true. Um, yeah, so please, by all means, if you have not seen the original Star Wars, um, well, I'll put a caveat to that. Um, if, you have, if you don't have a version that you can go back and watch, I mean, go find it. It's, not, it's available on eBay. Um, go back and watch the one, like you said, TIE Fighters, where you can actually see the mat. The, the outline of the mat tracking along with the TIE fighters as they go across the screen. Um, that is the classic original version. I unfortunately have never seen this in the theaters in its original form uh, wow. in 77. So uh, I did see the first remakes. What was that not early 90s? What were you talking about? Those the first re-releases? Yeah, the first re-release. It was the early 90s, right? Um, did they re-release them in the early 90s? 96. 97 yeah. was the special editions. Is that the ones you're talking about? Uh, maybe, but they re-released it in theaters because I went and saw the entire trilogy in theaters, in theaters but that, that was the ones that were first edited, the first alteration. Yeah, yeah, that was in 97. Yeah, that's no, when they, 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 did, they did the original trilogy in 97 with all the godforsaken changes, yeah. Because I saw that and I saw that at... Uh, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to add this real quick because it's... I, I don't... The ch- some of the changes they made, I actually agree with, okay? Cleaning up some of the old effects and making them look better like let's be honest the death star blowing up in the original eh, it's kind of 
meh. Yeah, it looked like paper mache. It really did. Like, you like know, a smoke sparked. bomb that blew apart. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like that yeah. didn't even look, you know. But the way they did it in the re-release where, like, the rings of energy are, like, flat. I mean, it's awesome. It looks great. Um, yeah. Like, the, the, you know, fixing up the X-Wing so that they're, like, afterburners or whatever the hell those are on the back are. And just so we're clear, while I'm enough of a Star Wars geek to get really pissed off about uh, Lucas's historical revisionism, I'm not enough of a geek to know the, you know, name of every coupling and capacitor on every friggin' piece of hardware. So if you're going to nitpick... Right, you know what? That's it. I'm out. Yeah. yeah okay. I thought this was a serious show. <laughs> yeah. Come I on. thought you guys were serious about the the wars, the Star Wars. You can't name the four moons of Kashyyyk. <laughs> you're not on this podcast, my friend. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be. Next week, I'm going to be starting up a new show, folks. It's going to be the films of Ingmar Bergman. And... <laughs> the name it Pretentious? Uh, it's going to be called The Pretentious Cast. And you know, screw both of you. I like Bergman. Virgin Spring is a classic. And it yeah, inspired so Last House on the Left. You... Haven't seen Star Wars? Stop listening to the podcast immediately. And yo, honestly, if you haven't seen Star Wars, maybe just stop listening to the podcast. Period. Right. End of However, story. I'd like to. I, I wanted to add the caveat though, because we're really talking about the original release, uh, the original theatrical release without the alterations. Um, is what we're specifically talking about. Which yeah. no storyline differences in the new one. They do keep the story, and everybody who's seen any of the Star Wars really knows the story that, that, that comes along with it. But so this is basically the story of, I can't believe I'm even saying this. This, <laughs> this just feels, just, I heard dude, this just feels weird. I can't, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this. This <laughs> is a story of Luke Sky Killer. I mean, Star I mean, a Skywalker. You gotta get it out. Um, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, played by Mark Hamill. Cousin uh, Skywalker. Listen, if you don't know Mark Hamill, um, go watch some of the Batman animated series. He's the Joker voice. You yeah. still won't know him from that. You won't know yeah. him from that, but go yeah, do you that. You can, you can check out Wing Commander, too, those games. Oh, yes, yes. yes that's oh. right. Or the Giver. Or the Giver. That's right. Yes. Or Corvette. Corvette Summer. So yes, Corvette Summer. Actually, that's oh, probably a much. movie. What? Oh. Oh, wait. What? what? I didn't say what, what are you um, talking about? I didn't, did, I didn't hear anything. It also stars Harrison Ford. Um, you may know him from some of the. Uh, oh wait, wait, I got it. Wait, six days, seven nights. I was gonna say random, American Graffiti, random hearts, uh, random hearts, or any of the. Um, uh, oh God, who did he play Jack? Um, oh, I know where I know him from, dude. He's married to Ali McSqueal. Ali McSwizzlestick. Oh, you mean that walking mannequin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the chick. Yeah, that one. The one who turns sideways and it's like, oh, the oh, where'd you go? Yeah. Hungry all the time. You hear yes. both. Okay. Um, he plays a character named Han Solo. Ham, sa- um, ham sandwich. Who is a brigand uh, with a blaster. Did you does say not brigand? believe in the peril normal. God, speaking of pretentious. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk a little southern here. A little brigand. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean, a brigand? Is it a brigand? What does that even mean? Is that a uh, word? You just made up a it's word. Like a pirate. It's like a pirate. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Horror. <laughs> um, and for those of you who are real, fil- real film fans, um, it also stars Peter Cushing and Sir Alec Guinness. Oh, because uh, if we like Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, we're not real film fans? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Oh, excuse me. You are pop culture losers. Wow. So. <laughs> and it is the story of young Luke, because I'm not going to give it away. And he lives on this uh, tiny desert planet. I can't remember the name. I think it's Alderaan or something oh, like that. Oh, shut up. What? And, um, <laughs> Are you serious? 
Even I, oh my God. Tony, I'm leaving this show right now. <laughs> Daryl's like, Daryl's like, I cannot be associated. Seriously, guys, stop the recording right now. Erase, erase whatever we've done this far. You guys pick it back up. Do your show. I will not be connected. Nerd, sir. My girlfriend calls me. That's what I am. Okay, just to be clear, after I was married, I had a poster of Tatooine in my bedroom for eight years. So <laughs> let's let's be crystal clear on who the nerd is. And let's also be crystal nope. clear that his wife did not, in fact, allow him in said bedroom for those eight years. No, he hid it in the closet, and he would, was, he would go there. Yeah, hey, the closet's in the day. bedroom. The closet's yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> um, young Luke is from Tatooine, and he is a farmer's boy who uh, is uh, helping prepare some droids who happen to come from some random rebellion star cruiser. Something, yeah. Well, the, you know. well, the thing is, oh, is that they the weren't the droids. Were, what's that? What's that, Daryl? Oh, oh Trade the, Federation. <laughs> oh, the Trade Federation. <laughs> yeah. I really want to use this as an opportunity to talk about what a passive race <laughs> George Lucas is. Like, oh, and the Trade Federation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then they take out samurai swords and they start to fight. <laughs> Wait, I but think no, I'm not racist, right? Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, and uh, he, he is basically, he finds these two troublesome droids. Um, there is a message he finds within one, and it is one princess, princess Leah, something, Leah, something, something like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> played by Carrie Fisher, uh, who who uh, uh, worked part time at the at the Cinnabon um, stand <laughs> and taped two on her head, um, <laughs> potty mouth. Yes, <laughs> with a, with a bit of a potty mouth. Um, of the three main characters, uh, she likes to kiss her brother every now. And oh yeah. I I rewatched that a little bit, and it wasn't on the lips. It was kind of a side lip and to cheek. Yeah, but Luke, Luke yeah, <laughs> and Luke gets that twinkle in his eye at a couple points. He's having he thoughts. He's having thoughts. He felt funny in his pants. His yeah. grappling hook got really stiff because he yeah. threw it and it yeah. latched right on. Yeah, so. he um, he wanted to go into Bocce <laughs> Station to pick up some power converters. So the only thing that boy's going to pick up is a case of the crabs. <laughs> From Leia. It's all in the family. It it's, don't a, it's true. That's true. <laughs> that those are some Dagobah size crabs right there. Um, <laughs> Dagobah. <laughs> so the princess needs saving. Uh, Luke needs a spaceship, and uh, Han Solo has one um, with his partner Chewbacca, the Wookiee from Kashyyyk. And uh, yeah, I really I can't even continue this. It basically <laughs> is uh, the story that everybody effing knows. I love that you've gone through like, this whole thing and never mentioned Darth Vader. <laughs> Well, we have a guy. Well, I guess why you, you leave the brother out of it uh-huh. in the movie. You know what I should have done? Dang it! See, well, I guess we're not doing Jedi, so it count. I should have gotten the uh, the bit off chasing Amy. You've seen Chasing Amy, right, Daryl? Oh yeah, 100%. when when the, when the guy's talking about his break of why uh, it, it's a racist. Actually, but think about it. That oh my, I should have played it. Because he goes into the whole thing about it, how it's racist because they take off you know Vader's helmet. You got the crusty old white man. But that's exactly. before. But that's before Phantom Menace even came out. So Kevin Smith was on to something. Mm-hmm. Mm. See that? I don't know. And then Jar Jar just sealed the deal. Wait, what, wait, wait. <laughs> why was Jar? Why was Jar Jar offensive? I don't understand. What? Oh, you didn't like the part where he started tap dancing? Oh, 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 where he wait. said where he said feats don't fail me now. Was that the yes, that part? <laughs> 
Oz are going to be free. Like that part, you know, remember that? Okay, yeah, wait, stop, stop. How did nobody have the balls to go into temperature? Um, George, George, just one second, George. I'm I'm not saying that this is really what this is, okay? But I'm just gonna throw it out there. Call me crazy. <laughs> but let me put hit this video replay back for you. Okay. Now listen listen to Jar Jar and watch him. Okay. Stop? Yeah. Oh, Mazat again, ah! No, 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 George, George. Annie. Yeah, yeah, Annie. Oh, and, and oh, oh, yeah, that's funny, George. You're right. Stop laughing, George. Okay, now. Okay, George. No, no. Okay, um, George. Now listen to me. Seriously, do you find it just a tad bit offensive? No. No. R- really? Okay. Okay. And when we're designing the trade fe- trade federation, guys, you really want to. St- your exact words were. Go more Charlie Chan. Was that really what you wanted, George? Okay. Okay. Okay, George. We will. Okay. Wasn't there a scene where they said, that, why can't you fly a ship straight? Was, oh, yeah. There, I, like, I think there is. And, th- and then he pulls out a camera and starts taking pictures of everything. In the Millennium Falcon, remember? With the eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he was crashing the ship. Oh, that's right. I forgot it's in the freaking race. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are these our favorite movies? What is wrong with us? And I let it go. I'm sitting there and I let it go. You know, you know, next week, guys, we're going to, uh, this is going to be a new kind of podcast. Next week, we're going to do Birth of a Nation. <laughs> and we're, oh, my God. That brought the Kid Nation together. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um... No, 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 no. Yeah. Just hang the Confederate flag. Oh, on well, <laughs> you haven't seen where we live, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh my God! I don't have to drive more than ten miles to find one flying somewhere. Ten so. miles, I have to drive like four blocks. It's, it's like, oh, <laughs> go faster, car! Please don't break down, please. <laughs> uh, so, um, for those of you uh, ignoramuses out there who Uh-oh. potentially live in a cave somewhere, um, I'm talking to you, o- Osama. Oh wait, no. Um, <laughs> I, I'm talking to you, everybody that's near Joel. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. And just in case they're listening. Yeah, right. Up the river with the banjo. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the first of the only trilogy that exists for Star Wars, um, uh, in my uh, mind. Yep. Uh, this movie was actually originally called Star Wars. For those of you who are younger, you may uh, know it by its new release, Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, see, that wasn't originally there, people. I know George had the whole thing planned out. Yep. Sure he but did. The, but the original movie was released, Star Wars. The second in the trilogy was Empire Strikes Back, and the third was Return of the Jedi, um, which is the first of the three that I actually saw in the theaters yep, when it was new. Me too. New. Me too. Um, but, yep, those three came out 77, 79, and 81? No, 77, 80, 80, and uh, 83. 80, 83. Yes, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these That's three... what happens. You could tell when Jason, Jason is actually really trying really hard to go by his memory. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's old. Have you invented popcorn yet? Wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> you sons of bitches. Jar Jar wouldn't have been offensive. That was comedy. Get you damn kids, get off my goddamn moisture evaporators. <laughs> oh, that's politically correct. Crazy. So, yeah. Oh, 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 so it's a little racist. Oh, I'm so offended. Bullshit. It's mine, eh? God damn that Darth Vader and that James Earl King Jr. <laughs> X. I think his name ended 
with an X. I'm not even sure. Good. So, so this movie um, is the first of the trilogy that goes through, and it's, it's actually all three tell the story of Luke and, and Leia, and there's a twist there. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for subsequent <laughs> movies. It's illegal. Let's just say it's illegal. Yeah, let's just say in most states, except for the ones Jason states. and I live in. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, it's the story of the three. It's primarily the three main characters, which are Luke, Leia, and Han. Then you have the main protagonist or antagonist, which is Darth Vader. Uh, and then you also have kind of the sidekicks in um, C-3PO and R2-D2, the main droids. But And you forgot um, the Emperor. <laughs> uh, which isn't in the first one whatsoever, so he's not going. To no, but they met. Well, they, uh, they, no, they don't mention the at eh, one scene, but. Um. Well, I'm going to throw anyway. Lucas. Considering Lucas had everything, quote unquote, planned out, I'm going to throw him a bone. Yeah. Um, can I make a comment on this for a second? Mm-hmm. Peter Cushing was in this movie. He played yep. Grand Moff Tarkin, and he was kind which of. Which kind of is like a dirty sounding name, isn't it? <laughs> Man, that girl's got a Man. Grand Moff Tarkin. Woohoo! Oh, I've dated I was, th- <laughs> I was thinking more. Damn, that dude's a moth Tarkin. I mean, <laughs> so, um, yes. anyway. <laughs> so he plays. I what sort of is the kind of the governor of governors in this? He's the uh, in charge of the Death Star, and, and Vader is obviously taking his uh, his his cues from from um, the moth. Yeah, the moth. Look on the moth. The moth. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, is it just me or? I know, you know, he has a purpose in dying in this. Would not the other two have been even better if he had continued as a character in those? Yes. Because I loved kind of his evil character in this as uh, as Grandma Target. I just watched it again. I was thinking, man, I wish he had been in more. Well, but, uh, you, you know, he has a theme of killing good characters off in movies. Like yes. Because yeah. I don't think he sees the big picture, as in you can really actually do a, a you can develop some story and it could really yeah. work and connect things. He's like, no, he's 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 interesting. I'm going to kill him. Yeah, that, that's the Lucas die. credo. Well, it's sort of like because let's be honest, Phantom Menace would have been. Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna. I, I have to admit something right now. I saw Phantom Menace five times in the movie theater. That's all. I, five. Did you keep waiting for it to get better? Yes. No, I swear to God. (laughs) The the first time I saw it, I kept kind of twitching and it felt like something was like there was a, you know what it was? A million voices cried out (laughs) and then were suddenly silenced. And I sensed that, but I could, but much like Obi-Wan, I kind of did the stumble thing. And as I went out to the bathroom, I kind of hit the counter. I was like, oh, something is wrong. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm coming back tomorrow. (laughs) There's blood coming out of my urine. You keep telling yourself. I, you keep telling yourself, it's so good. This movie is awesome. It's great, right? Yeah, you know why, but you want to know why. Very simple. Very simple why. And the, the, and, the, and by the time that I had gotten through the third round, it really was starting to sink in. This movie sucks balls. I, I guess it was probably having to hear Annie go, yippee, or be referred to as Annie, <laughs> as in Little Orphan. As in Annie. <laughs> no, when it slapped, the it, sun it will come out tomorrow. Oh my god! I, I shouldn't stroll. I shouldn't see a scroll going up talking about a fucking trade federation. <laughs> oh, I like know. That, like, Have you ever really read that out loud? Have you ever read it out loud? Yes, and it sounds and it sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. If you started off a political movie. science class, like a master's level class, <laughs> all the people in it would look at you, and go, 
What? <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's not sexy. It's not what? sexy at all. No, it, you're right. And, and and so by the time I got to the third, I think round, I w- I pretty much convinced myself I have to come back because of that final lightsaber scene with Darth Maul and Duel of the Fates, the John Williams music playing. Yes. Yeah. Because that is the only moment, both aesthetically, visually, every aspect of it felt like Star Wars to me. Like, just the the, the set piece, everything felt Star Wars-y. But other than that... Lucas leave the room? I'm pretty pretty much he had... He had pretty much... Well, he's a... I'm just going to guess, hypothetically, very, very constipated fellow. Uh And I'm thinking that when it... You just you go for the Porta John, okay. <laughs> and you and you drop trial, and at that juncture they probably like had uh, knocked Spielberg or somebody unconscious and wheeled yeah. his ass in. Said, "Look, Steve, we've only got about twenty three minutes. Come on, come on, we got to do it. We okay, gotta do it. and then he's going to start backing up again. You need to get your ass in gear and make something happen. <laughs> so, but that scene by itself was worth the price of mission. Except back to Daryl's point, they kill yes. off Darth Maul. Now I've heard. I've avoided the Clone Wars, and for those of you out there, be like, you really should give it a chance. It's- I watched it. I watched it, and <sighs> I still has not. It, I don't forgive them. It still it doesn't, doesn't make up for it. Up. No, oh, I have watched it too. It does not make up. Nope. Not at all. Okay, but my point so, is, is, is it Clone Wars? Or I heard in some capacity they've tried to bring Darth Maul back. Like they did. Okay, they did bring it back. How? He was cut in half. He was eviscerated. Um. Okay. They make clones. Right. He's a clone, so it's not Darth Maul. It's a clone. No. He, they make clones. All you gotta do is take a chunk of his DNA and you make a bunch, you make him again. So. So based on that logic, then, why bother? Oh, I don't know. Turning Annie into Robo Darth. Why not just clone his ass? Wait a minute. Because it takes a long time. Wait what, for it. What? Wait. Wait for it. Oh God! Don't tell me. Wait for it. Don't tell me. <laughs> There's yes. no goddamn good reason. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell me in the Clone Wars they do clone him and completely screw up the timeline. I was like, ah, there it is. Never mind. No, you're just not supposed to ask that question. Oh, I'm sorry. Get good. fired. Well, you know why? Because that way you can have that moment. Oh, by the way, slight spoiler alert to Revenge of the Sith. Because when they finally get him dressed up as Darth Vader, which, by the way, they should have done at about the halfway point of Attack of the Clones, or at the very least at the end of Attack of the Clones, so we could have had a whole... Fucking movie yes. with Darth Vader, and About 30 not seconds of him going. Yeah, as opposed to oh, I don't know, Hayden Christensen with glowing red eyes. I killed Fire. them all. You're jealous of my power. Like that's the <laughs> acting that you give me. Yes. Jealous <sighs> of my power. You know, what? I'm not gonna blame him. I'm not gonna blame him. I'm not gonna blame him. What the? Fuck? I swear, every time I okay. want to make fun of somebody, he didn't I cast didn't himself think. and he didn't direct himself. Nope. No, True he that. did. But he can All go right. fuck himself. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Oh, this is especially when you ride a giant effing flea in the middle of a field. again. Not his fault. That's called direction. That's called the script. He didn't do any of those, so I'm not blaming him for that. Um, yes, grasshopper in the middle of a field. Like what? The I, hell? I love what Jason said. It's a big flea. Like it's, it's a big, it's a big ass flea. He's right. And it's a flea. how the hell does the emperor beat three Jedi masters in seconds? Yeah. 
that makes no sense that they just stood there. They were like, okay, let's go with this. I love how this was supposed to be. Do you realize we barely talked about Star Wars? I'll get back to it. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you guys go for a minute. Okay, one more, one more minute. Okay, one more minute. And Yoda, how exactly? Because I'm pretty sure between Attack of the Clones when he fight when he fi- uh, fights Count Dooku, uh-huh. and 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 to Empires, what about thirty ish years? Maybe not even. Maybe not maybe. even. Yeah, maybe because Luke is in his like late teens, early twenties. So it can't be. It's only like just over 20 years, 22 years. 20, I don't know. Whatever the timeline Let's say is. 20. Let's say 20. Why okay. the hell? How the hell does he go from friggin' Frogger, like ricochet pinball Yoda, to, hmm, I need a cane. I do. What the hell? It makes no sense. And I'm tired. It's and I can't weird. fight no more. I'm tired. They have a defined, defined lifespan. Yeah, so. they do. They live to be like a thousand years old. So you tell me in the last 30, he just suddenly craps out. Uh-huh. When he was a thousand, you lifted up an entire X-wing. Yes, <laughs> and you were weakened and and old. You could not fight one emperor. Oh my god! One. Oh no! The best two. best news, best news, kids. I've heard the re-release of Empire. It's going to be a CGI Yoda. They're going to remove puppet Yoda. No, that's what I've heard. The one on his back. The, the whole the whole thing they're going to All remove him digitally like yes and replace him <laughs> a la et in the re-release although at least mr spielberg somehow woke up someone it's always like he was hanging out with george too much when he did the re-release of et did you see that daryl the re-release in 2002 when they took the walkie talkies instead of the guns in the federales no. hands i refuse to acknowledge that okay I went saw because oh. E.T. was like one of my first like movie experiences where I remember like going seeing it multiple times. My family is one of my favorite movies of all time, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I was six when it came out, and I'm pretty confident, other than that that occasional hypothetical uh, you know, thing I got where I kill hookers and I like to just randomly shoot people. You it, too? I, well, <laughs> I said hypothetically. We'll talk. Oh, we'll talk. Right. We'll talk. Oh, later. No, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. I'm um, so sick of burying bags in the back. Dude, I don't even get me started. We could call this the Dead Hooker cast. I mean, <laughs> oh, my back hurts. So oh, I'm serious. And, and I mean, you think you'd think right that nobody would miss them, <laughs> but invariably somebody. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get back to that. All right. So, <laughs> okay. do they we're gonna need an explicit tag on this one? Et. Yes. I oh, et. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, in the re-release of E.T., um, apparently Mr. Spielberg had gotten um, a case of George Lucas, um, uh, I guess, politi- politically correct adjunctivitis, or I don't know what you want to call it. Um, um, I'm a, a revisionist historian. Um, I'm, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And he decided to take the federal agents, which in the original had guns, and give them walkie-talkies, which, of course, makes total sense because an unknown alien life form on Earth is totally going to make the feds pull out their walkie-talkies. Of course. <laughs> Especially when he's on the loose. Okay, but here's the important part. He went back and he acknowledged he was wrong. That was a bad idea. And he's changed it for the Blu-ray and all subsequent releases of it. Back what to the God. original. And I think he's now, even removed the crappy scenes. Oh, they were horrible. It's like, there's a reason why you guys cut those out. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty Here's much. the five-minute commercial for Reese's Pieces. <laughs> oh, and I'm a humanitarian, but the guy just told you he killed a whole race of people in a village, and you're okay with it. 
Yes. Not only am I okay with it, I love you more. Uh-huh. But you're hot. But you're so brutal. You you're broody. You know what? If the Twilight ponytail. movies hadn't come out years later, you could have totally been the one guy in the Twilight movies that I don't know because I haven't read the books or watched the movies that I don't know. No, the worst okay. part about that. Well, you know, go, go, let me say this real quick and then we can go back to the original movie. Okay. Please, Hurry Jason. Jason, please, come on. God damn it. Say it. Okay. In uh. Attack of the Clones. You want to know what's so sad? I actually saw that two times at the theater. It, it subsequently went down. I saw five, two, and then one. <laughs> I saw it, I saw it more than that. Oh, you I should... hate the woman I'm with that that I was with at the time that I saw it with. I hate you. I should have known something was bad when I went to see it with her. You but really, anyway, you, you really, you real. That's sad, Daryl. Do you, you, you want? Were you were you on something? Huh? Were you doing something like? No. Like heroin or? No. <laughs> um. I'm not gonna admit well, it. You should have been. Were you? I was gonna say, were you snorting um, pixie sticks? Because if you were, it would at least make sense. Why the hell would you go? Because I kept thinking, if I see it enough times, how many times did you see Attack of the Clones, dude? I think I went to see it four times. Oh my god! And crazy. I kept believing because I believed. All right, I grew dude, up. Dude, I this. believe too, but not four damn times. I believe five times with Phantom Menace for the love of God. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll talk later, man. All right. So you saw it twice. Yes, I saw it twice. But here's the thing. I remember the moment when my heart, like, broke, and I basically had the attitude going into Revenge of the Sith, whatever, um, <laughs> which was <laughs> when Anakin goes to get his, to retrieve his mom, uh-huh. and they kick yep. on, and he's on the speeder bike, whatever the hell it was, and they kick on Duel of the Fates, that kick at the dun 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 dun, dun and, uh-huh. and, it's, and it's like, you see that, he had, and I'll give Hayden Christensen credit, he had that dart, like that, bru- I'm gonna kick some ass. Yeah, he had and, that. Yeah, it's like, and, all right and mom, now. And then he holds mom, I literally, and mom dies, and wait, you wait, see wait, the pain, hold yeah. on, you see the pain in his eyes, like literally yeah. tears. Yes, and yes. And you're like, yes, this is where he turns. Wait, but, but wait, this wait, wait, Jason, but even before that, this is, the, I remember my thought, as he's riding that bike and I hear that music, I was like, oh, shit. Here it comes. I was like, Lucas has been, he's just been fucking with us this whole time. I actually was saying this like under my breath in the movie theater. (laughs) Like, I'm like, he was just, this is it. He just could just blow away. It was like, this was all a big setup to this moment. We're going to be like, oh, he's going to be Darth Vader already. Ah." And he gets there. Like Jason, you said, he he, he finds his mom. She's dying in his arm. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert for Attack of the Clones if you haven't seen it. I really would hate to ruin it for you because God knows you should be ruined by actually having the experience of seeing it. Yeah. So, and and and, he, and he's like, he gets that look on his face and he busts out the lights. And you're like, he's going to bust out. And I, I figured it's a PG movie. We're not going to see full on. Although even the original Star Wars, you did in fact see a limb go flying, you know, in the yeah, canteen. Yeah. You see on the ground, right? With blood. With blood. With blood, yes. So I figure, okay, PG. Yeah, he, and he... he... Takes his lights around, rips open the and side of, course, of the tent. Well, of course, out. what you see, as Jason, is that that slightly um, bird's eye view shot in the night of the lightsaber going through the night and the screams of the sand people and occasional shots of like children's sand people. Right, you uh, saw all that, so you really saw the intensity of the of his rage, and you saw how how just a brutal but yet badass. Right, that was what happened. Right, right, right. right. Oh wait, no, that's not no. what happened. Just oh. nothing happened. Nothing. All it was was his evil face, and then let's wipe. Cut and we're going to wipe, and that's the scene. Wiping is a really good choice because... of scene transition for this series of movies, the wipe. <laughs> yeah, if you wipe, all right. Yeah. I all right, so now. <laughs> the children. Now, I'm going to go back to 
Star Wars because oh. you guys are talking about other movies. Oh, no, they were. They I've didn't really. Exi- we actually are making these movies up, people. Don't bother looking yeah. them up. We actually no one would ever do that. I mean, who would do this? Do who this. would start a movie? Who would go to see those movies? I mean, my God, really insane kind of- people. And who would start a movie? Right, like a movie like they say you'd call first of call it Phantom Menace. What the hell does that even mean? And you figure the first Star Wars, what does it start off with? You get that slow shot, slowly you know pans down or tilts down from the stars, and you see the planet. And then you get the the Rebel cruiser, and then that that the Imperial. And then, oh my God, they're shooting, they're fighting. Oh my God, it's badass right from the beginning. Because if you're gonna do a movie twenty some odd years later, you're gonna of course start it off very similarly, right? You wouldn't start it with like two guys waiting for a meeting with a bunch of <laughs> a sort of. Meetings. You know, with a bunch of Trade Federation guys that sound like really bad J- Jap- stereotypical Japanese businessmen impressions. Impersonators. You know, you wouldn't do that because that would be, because that would make people go. Oh? <laughs> My Kung hey. was better. Oh. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay, so Star Wars. Yeah, Star as Wars. I yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say some things about this because I, wa- I rewatched the original cut. Yes, you did. Thanks to me. Um, yep. And I know I kind of, when we were uh, uh, guest speakers at our panel in PariahCon, I kind of railed on the fact that Star Wars was my example of bad CGI with Jar Jar Binks. And oh, no, Attack uh, of the Clones and all that. Yeah. Yeah, not this one. I'm, I mean the prequels because, uh, I mean the remake, the remake. Because they added that the uh, uh, job of the hut. Later, you keep calling it you know. remake, and you're throwing me, dude. It's not a remake; it's a special edition. Quit doing that. It I'm is like... not a special edition. <laughs> they remade the effing movie. So there. <laughs> okay, well, if you're gonna say it like that way, I'm totally on board with you. I just thought you were saying like, no, the remake. All right, I got you. Of Star Wars. Okay, you're right. It was remade. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when they had uh, job of the hut and all this yeah, other stuff yeah. and the funky thing, uh, so I used that. But however. I went back and rewatched this. I watched the original version again, and mm-hmm. I saw it. And I love the mats. I love the fact that it's a 1977 movie. Yes. And I think it's pure that way, and I love it that way. And, you know, whoever was the actual writer and, and the, you know, the people involved in this, whether it was just Lucas or whatever. It was not just was Lucas. A- We're going to get into that. Go ahead. I know. But I want to say a couple of things about this because these are things that struck me since I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I watched the originals all I saw up until the, the 90s, and I wasn't a kid anymore. Um there are a couple of points in this movie when the acting was rough. Um, delivery of the lines was a little rough. I mean, even 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 um, uh, Harrison Ford, at a couple points, his, his delivery was a little off, although he was still, I think, one of the best. Peter Cushing was great. Sir Alec Guinness was fantastic. And then there were a couple of points it's like, as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, what just happened? And so later as an adult, I thought, oh, I just didn't understand as a kid. I watch it now, I'm like, so if you just took the movie and you stripped out the music, I think this movie would be 50% as good as it is. Oh, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I no. think John Williams' score made this movie the amazing piece of artwork that it is. Oh, yeah, I agree. With you. I, I, I absolutely oh, think that his music is unbelievably powerful. And it adds so much to the scenes. I mean, even the scene like, um, you know, especially watching the prequels, which I love the fight scene in um, when it's uh, Qui-Gon and and, uh, Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul. That, I agree with you, is a fantastic fight scene. I love watching that. The Duel of the Fates music for that is fantastic. But even the lightsaber scenes 
are great. Like the choreography is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So you go back and watch, you watch that, and you go back and watch Obi-Wan and Darth Vader <laughs> fighting in Star Wars in the Death Star. I, it's, I was going to say, it's 12 that... guys kind of slapping their lightsabers at you because I watched it twice. I rewound it and I'm like, okay, wait, maybe I'm just not. And they're really just kind of slapping their sticks at each other. It's like, okay. Which could be a euphemism. <laughs> but you throw that music in there and it's like, oh my God, this is so dramatic. This is. This oh, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. This and, is not two old guys throwing right. sticks together and looking tired like they're going to pass out. <laughs> I, I think that's the one thing you, you could Come make on. the argument that the reason why that it's obviously more, um, I don't know what, you, what you'd want to say, operatic and um, more yeah. like a dance. And, and it's only got a more martial arts vibe in, in the prequels up to this film that you could make the argument. Darth Vader, as you know, with Anakin, everything that happened to him at the Revenge of the Sith, you could make the argument he's barely physically able to move in that thing and, yeah. in his get up. And and Obi Wan is old as dirt, so okay, Obi Wan, yeah. I'll give you because he is old. Why is he? he That's the other thing. Why is he so damn old? Because it's twenty years past. He was Owen McGregor, and Owen McGregor is dead. he's going downhill. No, but I can't buy that because in Return of the Jedi, Vader fights Luke. Very well. Yes, he does. And even does the throwing boxes across the room and all that mess. So in the, I think they evolved, obviously, in the lightsaber battles. And yeah. I've actually seen, you know, you go on YouTube, you watch, you can search any lightsaber battle, you know, fan-made movies, and those are fantastic. Um, so it's obviously evolved since then. But you put in the John Williams music, and he is, to this day still, my absolute favorite composer. Um, I love the stuff he's done. And if you look... Some of the movies that you and I have talked about as our absolute favorites of all time, mm -hmm. there's a John Williams such there. Oh, well, and, and you, uh, the um, to make your point, they actually had an early screening of this, uh, minus his music, was a complete ball. I mean, it was the executives, everybody who saw it thought it was the worst piece of shit they had ever seen. They really? Thought, yes. It, without, it was without – his music had not been inserted yet, and I don't know if they were using some kind of temp track or something, and they – they were like, oh my god! Like they were. And that's one of the reasons why I think Lucas went out to uh, the I, you know, the, the the old story. I don't know how much of it's true versus being a you know one of those PR myths, but that he and Spielberg went out to some kind of island somewhere during the opening weekend of Star Wars. Have you guys ever heard that story? Oh yeah, yeah. Where they yeah, turn yeah. the big donkey wheel and they say, "Please, can we go back?" And so they did, and there was a whole Darmanish. Yeah, yeah. But wow, but right before that well, happened, right that right before that happened. <laughs> Apparently, Lucas did not want to be in the states when Star Wars was released because he was what? pretty much yes because he was convinced it was going to tank. Yeah. Oh my God. And that was a supposedly also where he and uh, Spielberg <laughs> had the first conversation about uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, he wasn't called that then, but that was where they first talked that idea up about doing uh, like a James Bond movie without all the hardware and Americanized and all that kind of stuff. And supposedly, he got the message got to George. Uh, yeah, it's uh, doing pretty good, George. Um, so George, I guess, was on cloud nine and pretty much nobody could talk to him for the rest of the weekend. And he was just like, just, you know, completely elated. Now, again, I don't know how much that's true versus, you know, the typical. Oh, and a billion dollars later, George says, God, dang, that'll treat me. That'll teach me to trust myself. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. OK. So I have a question for you, Daryl. Uh huh. OK, so we're in the original and uh -huh. Darth and Obi-Wan are fighting in the Death Star. Uh -huh. And they're having that moment, and it's that powerful moment when uh, Obi-Wan says to Darth Vader, if you strike me down, I will, 
I'm more powerful than you can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that's when Han and Leia are running out to the, the Falk, Millennium Falcon, and Luke make eye, makes eye contact with the battle, and Obi-Wan looks at him and realizes, all right, I've got to do this, puts his lightsaber up, mm-hmm. Darth swipes through an empty he dis- rope. I what never said what happened. I never got that because they never explained. No can Jedi Masters just totally just go into the. Into I I can I can spontaneously make... combust. <laughs> I think I think you're supposed to you were supposed to surmise it's meant to tie into sort of the, you know the idea the mythos of somebody becoming so spiritually enlightened that they just sort of ascend. I, I'm, I think that's I, a, I think I it's essentially was yeah. Oh, what's your theory? Because at this, and this has not been explained, so if you either of you uh, have read any of the novels or anything that explains this, please speak up. But this okay. is my own theory. Okay, so in the beginning, they talk about the message comes from Leia, and she says, uh, Obi-Wan. And uh, he says, I wonder if he's talking about old Ben Kenobi. Okay. I postulate Ben Kenobi. You can, you can get a cream for that. Is wow. already dead. <coughs> Interesting. He's dead. Obi-Wan died, and Ben is his ghost uh, apparition there only for the purpose of making sure Luke makes it to his critical moment. And that way when Darth swipes him, his, he was already kind of a ghost. In the- I, would, I would. They don't agree with you. I've, I've, read, I've read a lot of the novels mm-hmm. before and after this and in the future with Luke and his kids and all that. They, ne- they never say... Um, that he wasn't dead. They they say that he died to go into the force to to guide him, and then eventually you get to the point where you have you, you have to go deeper into the force, and you're not and you won't be able to communicate with your loved ones anymore at all. So he's sort of like Carol Ann in the house. If he goes right. into the light, he's screwed. <laughs> okay. Okay, so if you do the exact same thing with the lightsaber to Darth Maul, he splits in half and bounces. Yeah, but down he's also the dark. Tube. He's also dark side of the force. Uh, but if you but that's swipe, dark side, yeah, that's dark side. That's different. Still, well, Jason, I would also like to point out. Uh, I concur with Daryl. Unlike Daryl, though, I have not read really any of the novels. Um, I'm just going to concur because your um, your postulization, as it were, <laughs> I didn't study enough. Is stupid. Word. <laughs> It's hey, just—it's just stupid. I had a postulation. Okay, well, I think you can pop <laughs> What's that. What's your explanation for why that brown coat just? I already dropped? said. Well, I, think... I had a masturbation this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that all right? And as long was, as I you're not doing it coat. during the show, <laughs> I am totally fine. <clears throat> but, I do it with my lightsaber. I don't yeah. know. What Let's I'm smack your sticks together. Ignite it. So. Here's the reason why, Jay, because at the end of the day, if he was dead, if it was like a six cents. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert for six cents. <laughs> if it was a sixth sense kind of thing, I think you would almost have an argument if Han had never interacted with him or Chewie, like nobody else or at the bar, like nobody had ever really like interacted with him. He always kind of hung out in the shadows. Right. But the fact that everybody else that is actually in scenes with him interacts with him. I didn't say it was a sixth sense type of thing. I'm saying that was his <laughs> manifestation. So you can accept that, but you can't accept that maybe he just was so, like it's such a level of of like force enlightenment that he just transcended it. Yes. Do you want to know why? why? It defies the physics of the movie. The physics of the movie are is when you put a lightsaber through something, it is a type of searing heat that's, that that separates through flesh. Yeah. And, and what, happen, what, what happens? What happens to you? Bar, real, okay. 
What happens to Yoda? In this movie? In Empire. In Empire. Remember when he died, he did go, he did disappear. He just disappears. But he died. I th- he, di- he does die, but so does Obi-Wan. And I think that what happens is there's certain, there's a handful of folks that when they are at a level, mm-hmm. at a level in their understanding of the Force and their connection to it, and it has to be the good Force, that... All right, I forgot about Yoda when he just disappeared. Ah! It up. God dang score! it. But it doesn't make, but the only... It still doesn't make sense. Oh, no, I think the whole thing is stupid. I, but It's <laughs> that... They, at least refer back like this is what a good director would do. If that happens, you refer back and you say, um, I should have willed myself to die the first time I tried to like if if Dark Vader had a dialogue and said I should have willed myself to die the first time I wanted to betray the Jedi Order, but I didn't. To yeah. let you know that yeah. there is an ability You can control it. You can like control to, it. To tie between the yeah, I, I right. agree. That's what a good director does. Wait, no, 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 guys. You're you're. I, I got to be honest with you guys. We're all wrong. You want to know why? Because why? this is what a good director does. This is how he explains everything. I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? Midi chlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. They live inside me. Inside your cells, yes. And we are symbionts with them. Symbionts. Life forms living together for mutual advantage. Not symbionts. Without the midichlorians, life could not exist. Why does this sound like a PA for a stranger danger? They continually speak to us, <laughs> telling us the will of the force. When you learn to quiet your mind, you'll hear them speaking to you. If, listen to me, young Annie. If the force tries to force its hand down your trousers, use your midichlorians to spray it in the face. Oh my God! Chlorians determines how powerful you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost as bad as unobtainium. Oh my God! (laughs) That is a completely different episode. (laughs) We can't obtain it. What should we call it? I don't know. How about unobtainium? (laughs) And God help me, we should do an Avatar show. If you do one, I'm with you. (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh... yeah. Because I'm sure that'll be a forgotten flick. Billion dollars later, <laughs> they forgot a plot. Yeah, yeah, forgot well. <laughs> the forgotten plot podcast. It's Fern Gully in space. Uh, a little bit of Pocahontas yeah. thrown in. And a dash of Dances with Wolves. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Okay, so back to a new ho. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> I almost did it. Uh, so, uh, yes. Daryl. Um, I don't even know if it was necessary for you to rewatch it, rewatch it before this. Uh, we recorded this, but did you, or is it one of those that you've seen it so many freaking times you're like, ah, I just make this up as I go along? Uh, I've seen it because Spike TV. I have Spike TV, uh-huh. and of course, that's all they play. Okay, so minus the fact that what they play is the special edition. God help us. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you still like when you watch this movie? Are you? I mean, are you still feel connected to it? the way you did when you were younger or is it just, you know, all the baggage of the prequels and the special editions has that jaded you? I mean, how do you feel about it? I, it they, Lucas will never kill how I <laughs> felt about these three movies. He will never destroy it for me. No matter how hard he tries. And he has done a lot. He has done a lot to, to, to make me mm-hmm. want to, you know, just say get the hell with it. Mm-hmm. But when that music comes on and it's on TV, 
I will, like a retarded child, I will stop <laughs> everything I am doing, and I will sit in front of that TV like it's a new movie, and I'll watch it all over again. There's something about the image of Daryl with a with a helmet on, <laughs> yes, going, yay! I got Star Wars, yay! Can't watch it without the helmet. Yeah, I can't either because as soon as Han steps on Jabba's tail, I smash my head through the TV screen. <laughs> oh. Okay, so <laughs> and then Jabba does. Like, oh. What the fucking point was that? You know what the point was? Is that originally they had a really big, like, big dude that was. Well, I remember. A... Yeah, and then they had him walk Han walk right behind the guy because here's a thought. Lucas didn't know what Jabba was going to look like. And in case, by the way, um, before we go too far down this, uh, the rabbit hole, <laughs> or really? the rabbit hole. <laughs> too it's too late, my friend. It is way too fucking late but, for that. But I just so. want to—I just want to prove that that Lucas had no idea that Jabba wasn't going to be some hairy, you know, big dude, in, you know, that was wearing a um, kick-ass oh, oh, um, sweater out. vest. Yeah, yeah, with a Scottish accent. Yeah. I prefer that. If you watch the original cut of that, he actually looks better. Oh, I agree. Like, just make him a human. Because he says you're an excellent human being or you're a wonderful human being. Right. And I know the joke was, ha Jabba was like a big slug. Ah. not a human. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, to prove. So, I, I just have to prove one thing. What were you going to say, Jason? Then I'll prove my point. Okay. So, I wanted to ask you, because, uh, uh, Daryl, first of all, I agree with you. This this music comes on. Actually, I sat down to watch it with my kids a couple days ago to prep mm. for this because I wanted to make sure I watched every detail. And even the fact that they love it, you know, some 30, what do we have, 35, 35 years, right? Yeah, though that's why we picked this week to do it because yes. it's the 35th 35 years yeah. this week. Yep. Oh, wow. So Actually, actually today when later, we're recording this episode, it's 35 years. Yep. Um, 35 years ago, this still is something my kids flip out about. Most movies I watch from even the 80s. They, they, yeah, meh, this still is amazing. And I sit down, like when, when I sat down to watch this all day, I was thinking about, God, I can't wait to go home and watch this. I can't wait to, to, to watch the movie, even though I've seen it, I don't know, thousand times, but it yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's still, there's so many parts that are so moving and so fantastic about it that, um, it, I agree. Lucas can't ruin this series. You know, we rail about the fact that, you know, we didn't even talk about Han shooting first, which uh, I understand the same people that talk, spend blogs talking about how comic sans font is evil <laughs> are the same, are the same people, uh, who talk about how Han shouldn't shoot first, you know? Um, but <laughs> The, even with that, it doesn't ruin. I could sit down and watch the remake and the re-remake, and I still unbelievable film. And this, to me, is just one of the uh, best films of my entire lifespan, seventies, uh, eighties, nineties, and into the new millennium that I've ever seen. Even the entire trilogy. But this, to me, I, I watched this again and thought, I have no problem saying this is my favorite film of all time. Do you want to go wipe yourself off? Or <laughs> oh, my midichlorians all over the <laughs> And by the way, my bad. I, I said May twenty second. It's actually May twenty fifth, so it's Friday. But we're it's still the same week. I was close. I said week. You said day. Okay, whatever. So, anyway. <laughs> so do you want to even talk about Han shooting first? Because you I already we already did that rant. I don't need to go there again. Killed it. We killed it. Well, <laughs> I was going to say I rewatched it and thought in the original, 
You don't know who shoots first. Oh, up you don't yours, know grooms. if there are two You totally shirts. know who shoots first. No, you don't. You there see is... the hand move on the trigger. Like he yes, has but that. The he... table blows up. Yes, the because table Han blows is up shoot... and there's smoke. You want to know why? You want to know why you know? You just said the table blows up. That's because Han's gun is right underneath it, kind of angled up at Greedo. Back and to the left. Back. Yeah, <laughs> but the gun... and you know why? I'm going to replay the Zapruder film for you, look and you're going to know face. the truth. Look at Han's face. He doesn't look surprised. No, he doesn't look surprised, and, and... He doesn't look surprised because Greedo's gun's already pointing right at him. Yes, but that's the point. Greedo's gun's above the table. If but it's above the, the table... When the gun goes off, he doesn't look surprised. Yeah, you'd think a, a, a blaster... Because you, know, you remember he ducks and jives. Oh, I moved it. I moved Matrix style. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, but Greedo doesn't look surprised either. That's because Greedo has no expression. He's a rubber style. mask. He doesn't have eyes. <laughs> he had big old googly eyes and a... <laughs> Friggin', I don't know what the hell the half ears are going up there. I can't have tried to figure out the ant eater face. I don't know. <laughs> of course, you guys know that's Swahili, right? He's speaking yeah. Swahili. Oh, that figures. What, yeah. what else can we do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I still contest. We don't know who shot first. If you watch that clip, are you really gonna make this argument? Now he shot first. No, he didn't. No, Daryl. Tell. You know what? He did not shoot first because he's the only son of a bitch that shot. There was one guy. They just don't point the camera at Greedo's gun. You can't see that he didn't shoot or not. You're right, Jason. You and George Lucas are right. The other (laughs) eighteen gajillion people who had an aneurysm. You're right. You and the crazy ass. You you and Howard. You and Howard Hughes, right? (laughs) And let me think. uh, What other crazy ass billions? Um, oh, George Lucas. Um, you guys are to- oh, oh, William Randolph Hearst. You guys are totally right. You're right. Yes. I'm just you and your facts. one percenters are right, Jason. You and the one percenters who believe that Han didn't shoot first. Oh, it's the problem. I, I did not say he didn't. I'm going to occupy this damn podcast. You shot first. You can't you watch can't. it again, dude. Are you telling me that prior to Lucas and his historical revisionism, you're telling me at any point it was ever a question in your mind? Hmm, I guess they shot at the same time. Whoever yes. shot their gun first is the only one that would live because you're at close range away. at like that, there's no way you would miss. It's impossible to miss. Even though they do later on prove that stormtroopers are the worst shots in the world, and apparently those masks um, are like, there's no eye holes. <laughs> Besides that. And that doesn't make any sense when they do the prequels either. Oh, yeah. The fact that they don't even look right. Or how about the... Wait, wait. Let's get on that real quick. They're supposed to be Boba Fett. They're supposed to be... Yeah, they're supposed uh, to be Jango Fett. Aren't they all of them? They're all clones of Jango Fett. Supposed yes. to be. How disappointing is that to realize that that's how Boba Fett is tied to the... Because everyone thought, oh, Boba Fett's so cool. He's going to have some great part in the prequel. And yeah, he's a little kid. And he picks up his daddy's, uh, spoiler alert, head. And <laughs> he, that's about it with Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, except his dad is all the stormtroopers that you see. Oh, except for the fact that they're of different heights. What? And they have different voices sometimes. What? That makes no sense. <laughs> and, if, and if Boba Fett is the, is the greatest killer, bounty hunter in the galaxy, all the stormtroopers, one stormtrooper should be so badass. Yeah, how did he get free? Because R2-D2 beat up Stormtroopers. That's true. <laughs> They're like the Keystone Cops of the Empire. 
Because they had no army. Like they never explained. Like they never did. Did they get an army all of a sudden after this? Have we or... ever? Have we really talked about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I realize I'm like we're like an hour ten minutes, and I'm like we other than just Jason's gushing all over himself. Okay. Listen, uh... listen. If Bon Jovi taught us nothing, oh my god, help me. It is if you don't have to. You're draw right. First, he taught us nothing. To drew first blood. Lord, I never drew first, but I drew first blood. Blaze of Glory, hello? Well, you're right, because Han didn't draw first, because Greedo already had his gun out. But he did draw first blood, because he's the only one that shot shot the gun! You don't know that. You can't say. Yes, I can say. Yes. No. Would be dead if they both shot. Hey, Jason, no, if there true, was ever a qu- Jason, you know how I know I could say it? Because if there was ever a question in my mind, it wouldn't have given me a fucking aneurysm when yes, it, it happened. Yes, it would. No, it wouldn't have. If follow the sheeple. <laughs> the sheeple? No, because I'm pretty confident that when I went and saw the re-release in 97, I was in a theater with everybody else, and there was a collective, Arr! I didn't like... And why put the effort in showing Han... Releases blaster. Oh, why why okay. put the effort in making digitally move him? Why bother moving him? He didn't move in the original. I disagree with the remake of it. I'm not saying that he should have clarified and make. Oh, we don't want to show Han as a bad guy. We don't want him to look like a murderer. No, I'm going by the original. Why the original, bother to show yeah, that? You shouldn't have changed it. All I'm saying is, you can't tell who shot first, and you can't tell me that Greedo didn't shoot. Watching the original scene because you don't see his gun. All you see oh, yeah, is a blast of smoke. Okay. Where did his blast go? You don't know. It could have gone anywhere. Nobody in that cantina cared. Oh, it po- it po- wait, wait, it, like, okay, it's pointed directly dead. at Han from four feet away. And at his face. And did, it, did it pull an Obi-Wan Kenobi and just disappear? Did it, did it, did it merge into the force? <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. it shot just mm-hmm. to his right, next to his neck, into the wall. And okay, you can't see then it. why wouldn't we have seen the blast mark in the wall? You might have. No, you didn't. Go back and watch it. In that Section 5 of Section 3, there is no <laughs> recoil for a blaster <laughs> of that back, size. Back and to the left. So back it was not moved in that direction <laughs> from that height. It's really, it's all... Do you know nothing about the A47 <laughs> hand blaster? There would absolutely be some kind of recoil that made his hand go up and clearly... I will show thing. you my blueprints and you will see... <laughs> What I'm trying to tell you. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. I need to see my girlfriend now so I can feel like a man. <laughs> what, what did you say? I need, to, I need to see my girlfriend now so I can feel like a man again. <laughs> I thought you said something about your girlfriend. That's how your girlfriend sounded that you took that movie. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Only when First she wants all, to mock me. That kind of talk, Daryl, you have to prove to us with photographic evidence that you have a girlfriend. So. <laughs> I wouldn't throw down the gauntlet, dude, because you may get some very disturbing pictures later. <laughs> I got the pictures. Don't mind, don't mind that her hands are tied. <laughs> no, she's breathing. I We're in love. Don't worry about this. That is not Job of the Hut. That's me. And uh, she's on a leash. <laughs> she's wearing a metal bikini. The Leia outfit and and the crying because she's just that happy to be with me. And I'm the dude that is dressed up like the Rancor monster. (laughs) You do have his drool. I will give you that. Oh, God. (laughs) Only on a good night. That's right. Okay, I just want to make a quick point about whether or not George Lucas really wrote this movie. 
Yes, please. Because okay, I would, I, pa- I, postulate. <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> in my pants. I'm done. I postulate that he did not, in fact, write it. I think he wrote the outline, the kind of core elements of the story. I think he, he definitely was his vision. Like, I think George Lucas, all joking aside, is a brilliant visionary and a great producer. And I actually think a brilliant editor. Until he did the prequels and apparently forgot what editing actually is. Yeah, so take the brilliant away. Okay. Well, I think at one point he was. <laughs> and certainly when he was going into this movie, he was. And I I do not believe, though, that the final script that ended up being filmed is something he wrote. And here's why. It was. It's always been said that it was co-written or there was last-minute kind of rewrites done by Will, Willard Hayek and Gloria Katz who had been friends with uh, Lucas, I believe um, one of the both of them helped him write American Graffiti, and I think they all uh, had gone to film school together. Long story short, the rumor is that all the great lines and and Han's swagger and just everything that we basically love that makes the movie so freaking charming and wonderful was written by them. I think that had had George been the George of today back then, where no one apparently can tell the man no, or this sucks, George, do something else, uh, now he's at the level where I, I believe they call it the CEO disease. Uh, it's what they accused um, uh, Eisner at Disney of having, where they're incapable yep. of hearing anything about other than how awesome they are. They right. no criticism. I'm perfect. But you yep. know what? You end up with that attack of the fucking clones. That's what you get when you're perfect. Oh, yeah. So this is why I want to. This is original two page treatment, handwritten by Mr. Lucas. I'm just going to read the first line, and I remember um, many moons ago. I had a copy of the Star Wars script, I believe Premiere Magazine or something it put out. And at the beginning, they had a foreword, and they mentioned a couple lines from his original treatment. And I remember reading it going, what language is this? Like, it really freaked me out. It's like, I had no idea what they were even talking about. I realize now, having seen the prequels, that that's the language that he made the prequels in. Well, that's what he was writing when he wrote the original treatment, was more the prequels. Yeah, it's more that vein. It's like that's yeah. the movies we would have ended up with had other people not had major influence at the time. Now, the, the original was called Journal of the Wills. Yeah, W-H-I-L-L-S. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like almost like Whippoorwill. Right. Part one. So at least he was already into the part mentality at the time. <laughs> this is the opening. The outline begins. <clears throat> this is the story of Mace Windy, uh, which obviously later on would become, I'm assuming, Mace Windu. Which sounds better than Windy because it sounds like he's gassy. A revered oh. Jedi Bindu of Apuchi, as related to us by, and I'm assuming this is supposed to be Chewy, it's C H U I E E, Chewy, Toothorpe of Kissel, Padawan learner to the famed Jedi. That's the opening line. Wow. Hey, at least he came up with the word Jedi. And Chewy in some variation. And obviously Mace Windu, he was hell bent on reusing that. Um, but it involves, I guess, Chewie. I'm assuming Chewie is supposed to be is who becomes Luke because it says it is noted that Chewie's father is Han Dardle Thorpe, chief pilot, <laughs> chief pilot of the renowned galactic cruiser Tarnak. What? And when Chewie <laughs> turns 16 years of age, he enters the Intersystems Academy to train as a potential Jedi Templar. Intersystems Academy? Yes. <laughs> yes. There he becomes Padawan learner to Mace Windy, a warlord to the chairman of the Alliance of Independent Systems. What the fuck was that? 
When do you now, become, this is wait, original? Wait, yeah. yeah. Now this is somebody's original what, Lucas writing. Now, now everything I'm reading at this point, it, the original outline I, that was from the actual outline. I think this is all sort of a uh, somebody summarizing and trying to decipher what he wrote. Like, because this isn't like in quotes. This is, I think, somebody else's little uh, take okay. on it. But it's the exact. And this is what he's basically breaking down the plot of the treatment. Wendy becomes the victim of a political conspiracy. Huh? Trade Federation, anybody? Oh. <laughs> Those who fear that Wendy is more powerful than the imperial leader of the Galactic Empire. Okay, there it is. Some of those being his own comrades arrange for his replacement and re- expulsion from the royal forces. Though Wendy has been yep. dismissed, Chewie begins to stay on in his service. Exactly. <laughs> they have a meeting, and in that meeting, they talk about how trade re- regulations right. are unfair and the tariffs are too high. <laughs> And the Jews took all the space gold. <laughs> Just blame them. Just, I swear I wanted him to say it. Just say it. Stop beating around the bush. Just say it. What? What? That? 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 Watto was supposed. That was his. Uh, yeah. His. his str- yeah. Hey, I'm money. Give me a money. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. I always like want to go through every character and say, okay, who would this offend? You're in <laughs> Jerusalem. Just say you're in Jerusalem. <laughs> Stop lying to us. Just tell the truth. These are not the racist overtones you're looking for. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, but so that's what he wrote, folks. And look, the guy's got an imagination from hell. Apparently one that I don't even understand. But if he had written Star Wars by himself, It'd be the best. it would have been a mess. It, it, now, what's interesting about him, and I think this is a personality thing, maybe, because, I mean, I've always, I mean, look, look, he he directed Star Wars and then he doesn't direct again until Phantom Menace. I mean, he obviously is not a big fan of the directing, okay? No. But he's obviously great at, you know, producing, especially when you consider Howard the Duck in radio days. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But it's always, um, there was, uh, he's always uncredited, but he was apparently, I guess, involved in the editing of all, all the uh, first three Indiana Jones movies. And, all the Star Wars movies. I mean, his his first wife was, or his, I guess his only wife, was an editor. Editing was actually his thing. He was actually going to be a documentarian prior to getting into making more Hollywood films. Because uh, so, he knew how to bore people. So well, he, hey, look, <laughs> I love documentary. Bite your tongue. Um, but, but, and I think, and I actually think, I actually think that probably was what he should have done. Like, I think from a, I think he he got lucky. He got involved in, around a lot of very cool, creative people that knew their crap. He got the, he knew how to gather all these people together and create something amazing. And uh, there's a movie called The People versus George Lucas that's uh, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. yeah. Watch uh, yeah. it. It's great. It's a documentary, and it makes a lot of good points. And I think that one of those points is that he got he's like a victim of his own success. He got so wrapped up. I mean, it's sort of like. He won this huge lottery ticket. He never expected in a million years for it to be what it is. And that yeah. entrepreneurial side of him kicks in, and it's like, you know. <laughs> Why not? I mean, well, it's like you never – it's like he never felt like – you. I can kind of believe that he didn't really write this. Like he only came up with the concepts because it feels like he's been tweaking this movie for the last 30 years. Trying to get it back more to what he originally envisioned, which exactly. sucks. So he could feel, right. yeah, so he could feel like it's his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And everybody makes a point from a copyright legal standpoint, it is quote unquote his. But here's the problem. And a movie is different than, like, say, a novel this way. And a, or even like a documentary. A documentary could literally be made by, like, one guy, you know, with, with a microphone and a camera. So 
But this kind of movie, there's so many people involved. It's not, he's not just changing what he wanted and what he did. He's changing what all the other artists who were involved in the making of that motion picture did. So it's well, not just his book, thing. Right? What? You, you, like I've read the novels and some of those novels are the, like what the greatest stories in movies mm-hmm. that they just won't, ref- that he just refused to ever do. See, I think it's all ego, dude. Yeah. I think he's and, an insecure guy who does not want to admit that somebody could come up with something as good or better than what he came up with, even though he's a creator of all of it. Right. But he deleted books. Like he said, he said, you know, like when I come up with something in a movie and I shoot it, it deletes all books. He said they're not important. Yeah, it's not canon, right? It's like it's it's it, it's not canon to him. Once he yeah. puts it on screen, it's not canon anymore. I don't care what yep. they say about the books and novels. Doesn't matter. It's not in it's not in canon. Once I once I shoot that film, it's, that book is not in canon. That's what he said. I heard that that came out of his own mouth. I believe it. He's, inter- he's he is also the same man who said. He actually tried to make the Jason Grooms argument of Han shooting, um, and it was literally like it was literally like he was trying to pull a Jedi mind trick. It was like you know, you know, this is this is not not you know not the Han Han shooting first that you're looking for. I mean, it was literally like he was arguing as if we weren't there, like we had never seen what we thought we saw. Mm-hmm. He, he it, Greedo always shot first. He just shot it wrong or or something that is like what? It's Eddie Murphy delirious. If you find, if your woman finds you in bed with another woman, and how oh, you yeah. explain your way oh, out of it—that's exactly what it is. He, Han didn't shoot. Han didn't shoot first. No, I saw it. He looked right at the. He had the gun. Han didn't shoot. No, you you know. You, gotta, you just got to deny. Just absolutely <laughs> deny. Han didn't shoot. <laughs> uh, but you know the worst part is, is that everyone obviously you know he loves to put out. A gajillion editions of these movies but it's really it really is the you know the biggest budgeted independent movie of all time because he he owns all of this and he uses all that money to you know keep uh you know uh, i you know i ilm going and skywalker ranch and freaking you know the thx sounds all that stuff came out of star wars so it's like it's i feel hard pressed to completely bust his balls <laughs> you know when i know all the great that has come out of it so yes. he won he won. No, he no matter how much we complain. No, and that's, and that's where his attitude comes from. I mean, he, any interview you see with him now, he's, it, it, his, the look on his face and, the, and what he says, no matter what words come out of his mouth, it's a, <laughs> it's smug. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I win. This Black- movie alone, this yeah. film, this Star Wars original, is three quarters of a billion dollars. It's grossed yeah. already. So, and it costs like $11 million to make. Yes. So, yeah, he's, he's good. But, see, but you know, but here's the key, though. Is he? Because I would argue, it depends on what's important to you, right? If money and having a you know the gajillion dollars is is you know what's the most important thing to you, then yeah, okay, he quote unquote won. But he doesn't seem like a very happy dude to me. He seems like a very lonely kind of insecure dude. Hence why he can't have anybody around him that disagrees, which is why we end up with the movies that we have. And sure, he. Makes lots and lots of money, but so did Howard Hughes, who was died in a gore, or gore, agoraphobic, neurotic freak. Okay, I'll still take the money. Uh, no, <laughs> it ain't worth it to me. I get. I, I take it. It ain't worth it to me. It, I'll it, burn it, through it. I'll burn like a candle in the wind. I'll burn fast. I'd actually, I'd actually like to take the, um, the halfway between you guys. Um, I don't think it would. I don't want the money, but I'd sure like to give it a try. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't want the money. I am simply saying it would not be it. worth it to me to spit in the eye of the very people that made me what I am. Because his okay, customer so, base is what he's spitting in the eye of. Okay, but let's, let's, let's back this up for a second. Truthfully, neither you nor I nor Daryl, as much as we wish, mm-hmm. we don't know him really know him. No. We, don't, we never really talk to him. We don't really know him. We interpret based off some of the interviews he's done, but you guys okay. know. Interviews with media and some of you know, it's not who we are. And so you don't know that he's not happy. He could be, you know, living on the ranch and happy as a pig and shit. But when he comes across on some of those interviews, because they generally attack him or ask him about the dissent uh, among his fans, then that may come across that way. But I, I, we don't know him. So in the end, he does win from our perspective in that he has – Probably the greatest movie franchise of all time. Oh, yeah. I, just, eh, I don't agree. I mean, that's fine. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. I don't agree that he has the greatest movie franchise. I think he spoiled it. I think well, what franchise do you think is better, even if he's Well, first off, I think unless you're a sci-fi geek, there's a lot of people that argue that, I mean, there might be somebody who prefers James Bond. It's totally subjective. I don't think you could say, oh, yeah. you know, if I'm just nothing but a horror movie fan, then maybe to me, Friday the 13th is the greatest franchise ever. My okay. point is, so he spoiled ask, it. Okay. He, he may have made he may have lessened it, but if you ask a thousand fans of any genres of movies, they'll say Harry they'll Potter. Listen, not thirteen year olds. No, I'm, I'm saying, talking grown ass adults will say Harry Potter as far as a franchise series and being true to the material and the characters and everything else. If we're going to go on that argument, I didn't say true to the materials. I said greatest yeah. movie franchise. So how are we defining greatest? All time. That's like saying. Well, it, it's good if or you it took sucks. it all. If you took it all, if you took if you took box office, if you took fan base, like the number of fans, there are ten times more fans of Star Wars than there are. Well, maybe not. Nah, 10 I wouldn't go there. Maybe bro. two or three of Harry Potter. Now it may be more pop culture right now, yeah. but I bet you if you t- if you took here's an easy one. You know, you and I were talking about this TV show that's now uh, available on Netflix. It's the uh, Hollywood Treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, so it follows this guy that auctions uh, Hollywood uh, memorabilia and movie. Anything that was in an original Star Wars versus anything that was in a Harry Potter movie. You took those pieces of memorabilia any day of the week. I'll bet money Star Wars is going to get more. I wouldn't be so sure about that. For, for uh, that uh, item than I Harry Potter. Think, yeah, I would think, think so. Yeah. You have a Comic-Con. I don't know that that necessarily defines a, a, a series as great. Though. We're saying the series. I say, I say the original Star Wars and Empire are great, but they made six movies. That's two out of the six. If we're going to score purely on a metric and a percentage, is that a successful percentage? Yeah, what other metrics at, would you have? Well, yeah, yeah, but look at Star Wars as in terms of it's only six movies. Yes. That's it. He did six movies, mm-hmm. a couple of specials, and how many of them pissed you off versus how many of them made you happy? Hey, but let's let's back but it up. I'm, even I'm when not, he did I'm the going three, away from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even when he did the three, the fan base of just the original three held on. Was oh, no. massive. Had and, he not done the prequels and had the shit attitude he had and done the special editions, I would actually be a hundred percent in agreement with both of you. And that it's the greatest. Add, add into this now. You have to do this. He had no Facebook. He had no internet. He had no yes. Twitter. No he had no DVDs. He had no Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Like he did this mm-hmm. in a totally different market and but- had no books. So you know, Harry Potter building up with the fandom of books first, or at least supplementing with the books. Well, right. to be fair, it's not like he didn't have any goddamn merchandising 
at, you know, no. before and after and in, in between every single one of the original movies. I mean, it was a, well, he changed the game in merchandise. Oh no, yeah, look, guys, I yeah, think he, he I think it. he was a entrepreneurial. Yeah, I think he's an entrepreneurial and technological genius. I will say that right out. I yeah. think that the original trilogy, as it originally stood, and for what he was doing with it, was you could arguably. I don't think you can say definitively. It's the best franchise. It's the best thing ever. It's that's an opinion, right? So. I think it was arguably one of, based on all the criteria. I am saying, though, because of his actions over the last 10, 50, however many years it's been, since he started with the uh, the special editions, ever since then, the the most of the conversations involving his name are like this. They're not, oh, my God, you remember, which is what they were when we were younger, before he fucked everything uh, up. But I still, think what you put out, he put out another movie. He put the same, like, who could put out the same movie? The same damn movie four the times. Same, the 3D movie. But wait, wait, I didn't go to the 3D one. Uh, it still you didn't go. won the weekend. It, it won, won the weekend. It, it won what the, was it up against, guys? Do we even know? Okay, let me, okay, let me at least lay this out for you. Okay. I think it was up against well, a, say, uh, a Catherine Heigl uh, Rachel McAdams it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Okay, because um, I'll make the same argument for why Lion King is still the, was still one of the greatest uh, animated films. Because you re-release it, it beats everything within. Yeah, if you're gonna make box office, the, are you gonna make box office okay. the main criteria? No. Though? Here's what I here are my criteria. Okay, you look at first box office of the films. Okay, Harry the Potter, James Bond, both beat out Star Wars. Okay, you, but that's a factor. Then you look at merchandising. So people who are willing to buy things from the movie, then you look at what what types of media did it spin off that people are that are popular. And by popular, I mean popular enough that people are watching them and they continue to be on. So you've got animated series, you've got book series, you've mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, the, the entire novel series that are, you know, that are very popular comic books uh, that became huge spinoffs out of this. All characters, yeah. all part of the same universe. Right. All of those things. You have video games far outweigh anything Harry Potter, anything James Bond, any of those series. The video game franchise of this. So if you look at the span of all of the areas of our culture that this this series of movies have touched. I'm not saying George did well by the, the prequels. I'm not saying he didn't diminish all of them. No, I hate them. I'm I, sure. I didn't like them. But I still think that the characters and the, the stories and everything make this the greatest movie franchise. Now, I'm not saying it's a fact because I can't produce a spreadsheet. And, well, it wouldn't be a fact anyway. It's still an opinion. No, exactly. It's all subjective. It, well, it's you still, probably could I would say, say if, strong. I, I would say it is it's generating its own. It never went through a Star Trek type of thing. And I love Star Trek, but it never like, went through a it, it, it had a wane in. Yes. Yeah, like it, it, Star Trek died twice. Right. Yes. And, had, yes. And, and they had to do things to it to spark it. And they had to make good movies. Like, even though the prequels are not well done, and there's nobody that will say the prequels were well done, even as a failure, their failure is in the billions. Their yes. failure. Oh, no doubt. Well, I think the entire series has made like $4.5 billion. Okay. The entire, all, all six movies. Here's the thing. If you if you were going to make the number and to me it's more than that. I mean I, I I'm I believe that there are movies that are great that don't necessarily go on to make a you know good jillion dollars. Um, but that I said that aside, the original trilogy as it originally stood when it was re- released in seventy seven, nineteen eighty, and nineteen eighty three, yes, great one of the greatest franchises. I don't even call it a fr- the greatest series of films, greatest trilogies 
ever. But the fact remains, if he starts releasing new Star Wars movies, let's say, or this new TV show he's claiming that he's got 50 scripts for, although the rumor is he's had a bunch of freelance writers writing them, so maybe they won't suck. I don't know. <laughs> but if he wrote them... Still go. It, uh, but but they, I, will, I will put a dollar on the table right now, gentlemen, dollar on the table, that if he wrote them and he puts them out after all the bad blood he has created... I, I, the, the TV show, if it's a live action show, it'll tank. No way. I don't agree. No way. Okay. Because the Young Indiana Indiana Jones Chronicles lasted a long time. Uh, Indiana Jones is not this, not Indiana Jones is no Star Wars. Raiders of the Lost Ark at the time was the highest, was one of the highest grossing films. I mean, what I'm. Not the same as all the I'm saying is, but it's not George Lucas. Not like to, everything the man touches chewy, turns to ghost gold. But you, but you don't have a Chewie. You don't have an R two D two. You don't have. But a they won't be in it. Have a but they no, won't but be I'm in it. No, but I'm saying you don't have all those. Ca- Who do you remember out of Indiana Jones besides Indy, in- Sala, Marion, Belloc, Marion, Tot? Okay, you say all those names to people outside. You can go outside, yeah, get and say those names, and yep. and you say. Describe those people besides Indy, and, and how many people will be able to do that? Besides us geeks that watch movies like that, how many? One in ten. I do not disagree. I'm not even remotely going to sit here and turn this into a conversation of oh, well, which <laughs> ones? Which ones more popular, Star Wars or Raiders? And That's, I don't think that anything George Lucas touches is gold. I don't agree no, with that. I, I don't think, think this that was is. his magic. This was this it. Was it. I am simply saying that I think if he I, did another franchise of something totally different, I don't think it, it would. It would be a turd. I think, bo- I think you're both wrong because Red Tails is going to be huge. Red Tails too. <laughs> but I guarantee you, he puts out a Star Wars series. Nah. It will at least last a year. Oh, for, oh, that's the criteria. Wow, you were okay, only you were canceled after the Wait. first season. I okay, think but how many end. TV shows? No, how many TV shows last uh, uh, five episodes and they're killed? The majority of them, dude. Do. If it only lasts a season, it's a bomb. That's a I think bomb. He, he would kill it in the ratings, but the thing is, he can't do stuff cheap. It's no, he's already expensive. said that's the thing that's holding him back is doing it cheap. But I think he, I think. But he, it's going to be all new characters, dude. It's not going to be. It, it's not going to be those classic characters. Doesn't matter. You throw in that Star Wars know, and you man. throw in Jedi. And I throw, have a feeling. I ha, I got a bad feeling about this. Tell me, you throw that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, who cares about Qui Gon? Like right. that. There was no life to that character. Oh, no, there was. He got to tell us about midichlorians and why the Force will stick its hand on your slacks. Oh, and he grabbed... Purpose. Padme. Like, what did she really do? Padme, every line she spoke was like... She was reading... The Trade Federation is coming down to... A cue card to get it done. Like, everybody looked like that. Even Obi-Wan, it was like... You could tell he was yawning as he was trying to get through... Like, he did not care. Which brings me back to my original point. I think had these movies, all of them, not had John Williams, I don't think they would have done as well. Nearly half as well. Well, your original point in this argument was that George Lucas, quote-unquote, won. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell he won. No, no, my original was John Williams uh, made this movie as... uh, Oh, no, no, look, if you watch Jaws without without the music on, and Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time, same thing. Mechanical Shark, you know, and in the (laughs) water. I mean, it's Piranha. It's yeah. basically yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Except that it came out first. Right. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, but the point of the matter is, is that I, I don't know what he won, though. I, I guess that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. So he, Well, I don't say won. I mean, he didn't beat us, but I'm just saying he's not he's not. Well, he didn't beat me. How about this? It's, let's take it on an individual level. He didn't beat my ass because I don't give him any more of my money. No, no, he didn't okay. beat well. Not, 
I, I would say in terms of he won, meaning that he took this story that he wanted to put up there, whether he wrote it all or not, this story he put up there, it it, it changed cinema in terms of how they do blockbusters. Like these blockbusters we have now, this was the, the turning point of that. And, and if you want to look at film history, if you look a hundred years after he's dead, this still will be, be a landmark wow. in film. Hey, Jay, so, later on, can we get together and I can get that crystal ball that you're... <laughs> it will be. I mean, How it's the hell do you know? Not, it could be okay. completely forgotten. There could be a hundred... You, you have no... There's no way to predict that, dude. Okay. okay. The, the popular culture of a hundred years ago... I'll tell you what. Let me, let me just point this out, gents. I hear that the, 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 the flappers... Of the 1920s, no aliens attack us. It's coming back. Or oh, the world does not end. Like if the, we just go through life as we go through life, I don't see anybody ever taking George Lucas's name out of the history books. No, I don't think they'll take his name out of the history books. Not at all. And this, and this, at least the original trilogy, or at least this original movie, will not be taken out of history's no. annals. I mean, it's it's just. Oh no, it'll be up I, its annals. <laughs> And I think it? it'll be held like all filmmakers, all types of different writers and filmmakers. It'll be held like just like Godfather will always be mm-hmm. in a certain way. Will it though? I because the movie, from, well, yeah, but I, I find it more entertaining than the Godfather. Um, but but in, but here's the thing: the '77 version, as we are, we started off this whole podcast talking about basically, unless like, dude, the only DVD I have of that has anything to do with Star Wars is "quote unquote" Episode Four: A New Hope, and I only bought it. Because it had a bonus disc with the now, with with the movie that came out in seventy seven as an extra. So if okay. that's the only way you get it, <laughs> that movie is not going to be quote unquote remembered because nobody's going to it's going to be redone so many times between now and a hundred years from now. It's going to be a totally different movie. Now I believe I still believe that being the entrepreneur that he is, he's no dummy. He wants money, and I guarantee you, I don't know how long it's going to be. At some point, he'll put out the original again. I don't think so. I think his I think ego is. I think his I ego is so damn big. His kids might. His ego is so damn big. There's no way he's going to give anybody that satisfaction. No way. Uh-uh. I you know. I that bet one. Puts it out. I will put. I'll put a whole ten dollars on the table for that one, dude. You know how cheap Whoa. I am. I will put ten da- ten damn dollars. That you watch that uh, People versus George Lucas. They sent out a damn letter to people for a, sent out a petition asking for it. They even said at the time this is they this they weren't even willing to put it on as a bonus. On a disc, they acted as if it. They claimed for a while there that the negative had been lost or destroyed, but it hadn't been, as as was proven. Because eventually, they finally conceded and at the least put on the bonus disc. That is the most you'll ever get from him. Yeah, I still think it's going to come out. Okay, okay. Hope so. For the next hundred years, the reason I the reason I put that there, at least at nothing else, AFI lists it in the top one hundred movies of the last in the twentieth century. It's number 15. So this movie alone, even if the prequels suck balls, even if he puts out three new ones that suck even worse than the prequels, which I'm still not believing he won't. I still think yeah. that there's three more coming. Yeah. Um, that have, this have fun movie, with those kids. Yes, exactly. This <laughs> film, the 1977 film, will still go down in history as one of the great films yeah. In history, I mean, I, we may have great ones coming up. This is still going to be. Oh on no, that I, list. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, you look all on I'm... Facebook now. You could look at Facebook any day of the week and put and and go through it and put up Star Trek or Star. I mean, put up Star. Oh, uh, Daryl, you have to leave the podcast now. 
I do like Star Trek. But anyway, you put, you put that up there, and you will see people post millions Today. of pictures all yeah. over the world because it's tapped into pop culture. It's not yeah. going anywhere because we keep re- we keep regurgitating the same Star Wars lines. How many times do we repeat some type of line from Star Wars over and over again? But how many? But but seriously, how many? But how many conversations do you think now from movie geeks and people grew up? How many of those conversations do you think get heated and ugly, and not in a? I'm telling you, if a Wookiee fought, I'm talking in a. You know, like what? You know, this this kind of conversation. The whole well, yes, but he. You know, the negativity. No, I think in our. I think in certain geek circle. I think in our circles, you may see it more than. When you talk general population, oh I yeah, think, they don't give a shit. That's not. But I'm talking about in geek circles. No, no, I but I mean film lovers overall. Yeah, but that's a percentage of movie of, uh, uh, of movie consumers. You are still going to get eighty percent that just this is a great movie, and they don't care if Han shot first. They don't care if Jabba got added. It doesn't. It doesn't matter to them. I think that there is a there is a majority. It doesn't matter. Yeah. To us, it does, and we talk about it. And it's, but still, to Daryl's point before, I don't think I, even with all the stuff he did to the originals, I still think it's one of the greatest movies. And with so that, we with talk that about stuff, it. With that stuff him. added, you think it's still great? Yes, absolutely. With even with that stuff added, even mm. though I disagree with him going back and changing an original film, I still think it is one of the greatest films. Oh, just can I add the one last caveat of his unbelievable hypocrisy? Did you know that he spoke in 1988? I believe it was to some kind of congressional committee. Um, he he stood up and protested against Ted Turner colorizing black and white movies that Ted Turner yeah. legally owned because he owned yeah. MGM and he wanted <laughs> to colorize them. And he said it's wrong to change. The intent of the original filmmakers. Now, he would then make the argument, well, I was the original filmmaker. Yeah, asshole, but you weren't the only one who was involved in making the movie. And his, <laughs> his whole argument for why you don't colorize those movies is because they were historical moments of time and blah, 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 blah. Really? Pretty sure that's what your movie was. But, okay, oh, but it doesn't but apply to letting, him because you're a listen, billionaire asshole. You are letting him, the, the person, taint the film. Oh, yeah, you taint. Are, There's a taint involved here. No, and it's quivering. the judgment of him taint the movie. Listen, only two movies in the last 35 years made it in the top 15 of that AFI. Radio 100. Days and Howard the Duck. We've already said that, Jason. <laughs> Schindler's List and Star Wars are the only ones in, in the mid-70s up to today. So, I mean, I, I think you're I, – I agree with you. I think – you know, I, I don't know him personally, like I said, so I'm not going to bash Well, him. I do. Please. I haven't told you this before, Jason. Please, Mr. Lucas, don't make your attorney send me letters. <laughs> look at how long the movie's been out now, and and look the the dialogue we've had with yeah, each yes. already. Thirty five years later, we're and arguing. we're not angry, but but look at the dialogue we've had with each other already. <laughs> yeah. we, we've we've done an out. Like how many podcasts are there that still have <laughs> Star Wars? Like I'm, I'm like, it's only six goddamn movies, but they have, they have Star Wars podcast. Daryl, Daryl. Jason, Jason, <laughs> fuck it, guys, you're right. He won. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> you know what? I actually picked the movie. Oh, I you, oh picked the movie oh, to go with this. Would you guys like to do our our, our six picks? Or no, let's sorry. please wow, do an hour, an hour, almost two hours into this. Let's please get onto our picks. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm actually surprised we only made it two hours. I was thinking we'd get like into the third. So <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I and I can't even say that. And see, I can't even talk about this to anybody else because they wouldn't care. I, I can see my girl putting her clothes back on and not talking to me. <laughs> Damn it, Daryl! <laughs> I can just see it. I'm going out to get a glass of wine. <laughs> I don't. I don't, wanna, I don't even look at me. I have to forget. <laughs> uh, so, Daryl, yes, would you like to share your? I don't know. Pick with us now that we're about to, because we're about to enter the summer. We've been doing this podcast so much. We're about to go into the summer time, Daryl. And, you know, personally, I went in the summer. I like to go and, and drive around in my, uh, my Corvette, but, uh-huh. but, uh, I didn't know. Do you want to do your pick? Yeah. Surprises, yeah. I'm going to surprise you with a movie that probably no one has ever heard of. Uh, for that, it, it was came out in 1978. Do tell, do tell. Called Corvette Summer. No shit. <laughs> it stars these people who probably no one's ever heard of. Mark what? Hamill. Oh, interesting. He, you know what? He was in a, he a an, Joker in the animated series. In, oh, a, yeah. He was in yeah. an anthology horror film called Body Bags mm-hmm. that was yes. hosted by John Carpenter. Awesome. <laughs> Straight to video. Little known fact. Awesome. He was in the greatest video game ever known, Wing Commander. Oh, I thought I that was the E.T. Atari game. game. Wasn't that the greatest game ever known? Yes, everyone know that game. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, we have the hot, because uh, I, I, oh man, I fell in love with her at the time. A- Annie Potts. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's, who, you know, plays the trend of the... Uh, Janine. The prostitute with the heart of gold. <laughs> really the best kind. Yes. Because you know what? They always give you a 15% discount. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, it's the heart of gold, or it's that hammer with the blood dripping on the end of it. That you know, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Awesome. And and it's it's just the I remember watching it, and it was just a fun movie. They they built this car, this Corvette in high school, and it was it was awesome. And then somebody stole it, and and he goes off to in this adventure to to find the car, and he gets the girl who's a prostitute and it was just fun. It was, it was just, it was an awesome movie and you kind of, you kind of get the, the Mark Hamill. uh, I can tell he, he got the farm boy, you know, kind of naive kid. You saw that when you saw this movie, Mm -hmm. you can relate to him. Like you can, he, I can see like, we love Luke Skywalker. You know, we come to love Luke Skywalker. This he is—he is so Luke Skywalker in this movie, especially in the beginning of, of wanting to go out there and have that sense of adventure. And and he went out to to a place that was crazy, and he he and he he was a high school kid, mm-hmm. and went out to find this car. I mean, I think he went to what was he, in freaking Vegas or something. Isn't this yeah. the movie that has the line? Um... But I want to go to Radio Shack and pick up some capacitors. Is that, <laughs> like that. Is, is that the? Is that this one? No, no. no. Ohm converter? It's something like that. That was in the uncut version. Oh, was it? Okay. No, that was in the remake. Yeah, they added that in. Oh, okay. That was a special super duper edition. Yeah. He, he shot first or shot off. And you know who else was in this movie? Who? Uh, uh little redhead. Who uh, was with another bunch of his siblings who would sing on a on a oh, uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Bonaduce? 
There you go. Nice. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? That is. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, and this 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 movie, of course, has major significance to the Star Wars franchise in that it's what gave Luke his edge look in Empire and Jedi. Yeah. This is the one he got in a bad accident and had that scar on his face. Was it because of the movie? I thought that was like a – wasn't that just in general? I think I think he got it – well – Was it around this time? It was during this movie or was, was it? it right before he did the movie? No, I, I think it, it would have been either during this movie or after it, I think, because it was before Empire, right? Because didn't they – that's what they had the – It was before Empire, yeah, but I thought it was um, because of this movie, wasn't it? Obviously, was we it? are real big Mark Hamill <laughs> Expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that why they? I always thought that was why they had the uh, Wampa claw his like you know hit him in the face was to kind of cover that. The... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Empire, yeah, he. Was, I know he was injured before Empire because that was when you know the next those those two movies he had more of an edge to him obviously yeah. than than he did in the first one because that was more he was more the farm boy. But I always thought it was because of Corvette Summer that he got it. But you know why he was more of an edge because he'd spin it with Annie Potts. Hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Boy, was she hot in this movie. <laughs> She's even hot as an older lady. I mean, yes, she is. I saw her in the G, what is it? Um, GCG or whatever that show was she, she was in until it got canceled. Designing women? No. no. After that. <laughs> GCB. It was GCB. Yeah, GCB. Yeah. What the hell does that stand for? Um, uh, Christian. Uh, yeah, bitches? yeah, good, good Christian, good Christian bitches. bitches. That's what yeah, it was. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, she did a yeah. scene with that shotgun, and I. Mm, what? I'm, yeah, <laughs> midichlorians went crazy. <laughs> I'm saying. Just saying. Yeah. So uh, that is a great pick, Daryl. That is an excellent pick, and it makes me want to watch it because of Annie Potts. Jason, sure. what was your pick? Um, I obviously mentioning Peter Cushing earlier. Uh, I, I love his own actor. He's he's been around for a long time. Actually, passed away in the uh, uh, it was like nineteen ninety or ninety yeah ninety four. I think somewhere in there ninety four. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was he is a classical uh, horror actor. Oh, he's yeah. been in some fantastic movies of Frankenstein, the Monster from Hell, and some others. But the one that I chose because I wanted to pick him because I, I love his his character. Um, I actually chose one that stars some huge names. House of the Long Shadows, hmm. which Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and um, um, what's the other guy that was in it? Uh, I'm, I'm cheating now. Um, well, actually, you have the double Star Wars connection because it has and Count, John Carradine because it has Carradine Count Duke. It has Count Dookie in it. Oh yeah. yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah space but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, uh, Christopher Lee. Um, yeah. But it, it has Desi Arnaz uh, Jr. plays this novelist uh, who is bet that he can't write a novel in 24 hours. So he goes out to this, this crazy house of horror because he wants the, the setting, uh, perfect setting to write his novel. And these four crazy old characters, which is funny because if you watch the, the trailer for this, they call them Four Strange Bedfellows. Because I would want Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and John Carradine as my... Bedfellows? Um, no, um, they they are these crazy horror guys. But it's a very tongue in cheek. Um, uh, you know, Vincent Price and and the guys they all kind of play on their old characters. It reminds me sort of of Unforgiven, where you know um, Clint Eastwood kind of plays on his old characters, but the story is not tied into any of those. It's the same way with this. So um, John Carradine, who of course was a classic horror 
Um, yeah, everybody in that. It's a, it's a who's who of uh, classic old horror. Yeah, so it's it's a I, I've seen bits and parts of it. I, I wanted I'd love to own it, but I got to go back and watch it again. It's been a while. But 1983 House of the Long Shadows, and obviously Peter Cushing as Grand Muff Tarkin is the connection to this. So, yes. so what's your pick? Um, I didn't pick anything. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured you chose Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, of course, the greatest movie ever. <clears throat> so, I figured with all of my railing against Lucas and all this stuff, it only seemed fitting that I would pick a movie he directed. <laughs> and I like this movie. here's the key. I actually think I love George Lucas, and that is probably why it pisses me off so very much, his hypocrisy. Because <laughs> uh, the whole idea, like, you know, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. So right. I don't, you know, I, I don't have apathy towards him. It's pretty much full on like hatred of what not of him personally, but of what he's done. And especially because I'm a huge fan of uh, two of his earliest films, um, actually his earliest feature films. Um, I was going to originally go with THX 1138, but I realized I may be the only person who likes that movie. And mm-hmm. which is sort of fitting because it's odd. I, mean, I love it from the the, the cinematography. Um, it's obviously Robert Duvall's early uh, works. It's it's an amazing sci fi movie. So check that one out. It's based on a student film Lucas had done. But I chose American Graffiti from 1973. And, oh, another who's who. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this movie, I think, is extremely important to the star, the future of Star Wars, because this is the movie where Lucas met Harrison Ford. And actually, Harrison Ford's character is, anybody remember what the character's name? It's a very bit part. In American Graffiti? Yep. Isn't it Bob or... Yeah, or Bob Falfa. Bob Falfa, which would later be turned into Boba Fett. That's where ah. there's a connection there. Sort of like how R two D two, the name for that. I don't know if you know that story. That it was uh, he was working, I think, on the sound. He was in post on American Graffiti and had written in a corner of his notes R two D two, meaning real to dialogue to, just as an editing note. And R two D two jumped out at him. He was like, oh, that'd be a good name for Hey, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. So that has onomatopoeia. Yes, I like. <laughs> yes. Because sure. I, will, I will say this in, in Lucas's defense, the man, obviously it takes him a while to get there based on the original notes from the original script of Star Wars, but he can come up with some great names. I mean, Han Solo was definitely, and Chewbacca were early names in the early versions of uh, uh, the Star Wars script, so he's got really great with, with names. But the story of American Graffiti is a group of kids after high school graduation, sort of like their final night together before they all go off to live their lives. It's this coming-of-age type story. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss, it's one of his earliest roles. Uh, Ron Howard, it's a, the movie ultimately that inspired Happy Days. Um, Paul Lamott plays the kind of Fonzie character, the character that would be uh, kind of become the Fonzie. Um, Charles Martin Smith, who is... Um, you know, been in a ton of movies. If you ever saw Never, Never Cry Wolf, uh, you remember that I movie? I love that film. Yeah, with that's him. A, yeah, it's a really that's cool a movie. Great. Um, Starman, he was the sort yep. of the bureaucrat that's you know trained to it helps him yeah, from NASA or whatever. Yeah, so yep. it, it, it's uh, it's got Cindy Williams in it. Um, you know, Mackenzie Austin, Wolfman Jack, and hey, Wolfman Jack, and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, and it's it's such a like slice of like Americana, like that early. It was like '63, I think, it's supposed to be taking place or '62, somewhere in there. And I think it's 62 because I think their tagline was, where were you in 62? And so it's sort of like right before, you know, Kennedy's assassinated and it's the whole, you know, obviously meant to be a big nostalgia piece. But Lucas shot a lot of it himself. I think it really 
is exemplifies his role as a cinematographer and as an editor. And it's brilliant that way. Like if you go back and watch that movie, it really all the just different storylines. And I actually think that's probably the kind of movie he should have been making these more smaller slice of life, you know, kind of like the Robert Altman kind of, you know, multiple character story structure kind of movies. He probably would have had a lot more critical success, arguably not nearly the commercial success he'd had. uh, But, I think that this movie exemplifies what his potential was. I think that ship has long since sailed, personally, but this movie will always be a classic. Uh, Avoid more American Graffiti, the sequel. Um, It's kind of poo. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, American Graffiti, 1973. Definitely worth checking out. A classic in its own right. So, that is my pick, gentlemen. It has been a real treat, a real pleasure. So the real question becomes, do we split this son of a bitch in two? Or do we just... Because, <laughs> good God, this is going to be a big-ass file. Holy crap. Uh, I may have to split it into two files that just load separately. Part one and part two. We may just have to split it. And you know what? If they want to hear the better part of the two, I would say the second half is definitely a little more animated. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's all good. Yep. So, Daryl, why don't you share with the peeps where uh, they might find more of you other than the what four other shows you've been on with us here at Forgotten Flicks? Um, well, they could go to the tailorednetwork.wordpress.com and they could see all the uh, podcasts from we do a TV podcast called Nothing's On, which we talk about uh, TV that we like and enjoy. And uh, they could check out our yeah, Set It podcast, which is comedy. Which is clean and safe for work. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get that one, download it, um put turn the speakers up kind of loud at your desk. So clean. And enjoy. And uh if you're in the your com- pink slip. <laughs> if you're into the comic books, uh you can listen to some interviews from writers and artists who are in the business um at Comic Book Roadshow. Um you can also check out No Apologies, which is basically a bunch of us talking about books that we've read and we'll have guests on with us and it's highly animated and we argued too just like we did here we argued <laughs> you know how we do uh, <laughs> at that so um they're fun um and uh well uh the fixer who has called into the show before mm-hmm. um, you can check me out on uh the fixer's hideout where we really argue a lot too i kind of I, 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 so where would the fixer come down on the han thing I think he would agree that Han shot first. And I think I, I, I would like to unleash him on Jason. So if you could. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. If you, could just that, hook that right, if you could just hook that up, that would be fantastic. That would be awesome, though. <laughs> I'm pretty confident, Jason, he would make us cry. I'm <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure that would happen. Please stop yelling at me. Oh, and I'm on, uh, we have a Facebook group. If you look up uh, Taylor uh, Network of Podcasts, and you can, all the podcasts are up there. We talk about a bunch of subjects or whatever. We share stuff on the uh, different shows and stuff. So it's all in one spot. Or you can go to the Taylor Network on iTunes, and all the shows are available there. So you can pick what you might want to listen to and uh, get a little sample of everything. It's a regular smorgasbord. Yeah, that's what it is, a smorgasbord. Fantastic. All right. So, Jason, want to hit him with some knowledge? 
Yeah, we're all in all the same places he is. It's just not with his shows, and uh, <laughs> we don't have as much uh, as, as much discussion. Um, but you could definitely check us out on Facebook. We're there as well under Forgotten Flicks. Uh, we have the show page. You can hear our uh, audio and listen to us without even leaving the comfort of your own Facebook page. Um, or you can uh, participate in our banter uh, on the Facebook group, uh, Forgotten Flicks. Check us out on ForgottenFlicks.com. All of those are with an X. And then you can also find us on uh, Twitter at Forgotten Flicks or at Flicks Sidekick. So I- yes, and of course iTunes. Uh, yes, I, I always forget that. You really do. Um, you hate it's iTunes. Mine automatically updates. Uh, we're definitely on iTunes, and we'd love to see more ratings. So if you uh, haven't rated us yet, uh, even if you don't write up a review, by all means, go on there and check us out and give us a couple of stars. Preferably or, uh, give us five. By the way, and by the way, if you like snark or the word retarded, five-star review. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. I think the person who gave us the one star for that, it was an accident. I'm just going to assume that was an accident. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know, it's okay. I, I'm good with that. Oh, so. and, and you know what? Before you go, I just want to say, you guys, um, from the time that you started doing the podcast, and I've been listening to now, you, you, you were great before, but you even got even better. And I, I really enjoy the show. Thank you. That's really you cool, man. Both be proud of yourselves. You, you know we're actually not paying you. Uh, <laughs> well, George Lucas is right. You guys suck. <laughs> he won. <laughs> George Lucas won. <laughs> Thank you very much for saying that, dude. That's very cool. And especially coming from a, uh, a a podcasting fiend like yourself, that is very cool to hear. Thank you. Well, oh, I almost did it. Almost did it. Thank you to Kevin Spencer. for. And actually, this week's show art is kick-ass, man. The Star Wars show art he did looks great. It yeah, actually right. almost takes away some of my anger, which I know is, a, you know, and I, and, I, and I know that's, you know, anger is what gets you to the dark side, but I've been there for a while, so I don't care. It's, a, it's all good. So, yeah, so thank you to Kevin Spencer at inkspatters.com and, of course, the art of Kevin Spencer on uh, good old F book. F, I hope you didn't invest in a book. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oh, of course, JV used his uh, wonderful spoiler alert and uh, jvmail.com. So uh, on that note, gents, any final words, Jason or Daryl? No, uh, we, Star Wars is, is great as long as you don't watch the prequels. Or the special editions. Exactly. <laughs>